What's going on, everyone? Uh, welcome to the Rec Talk Live show. I hope you're all having a happy Father's Day today. Uh, I know I am. Uh, it's been a great day with my daughter. Uh, and also thought about, you know, Georgia Tech son, North Carolina. I hope y'all like that. It isn't easy being North Carolina's daddy. I wonder if they sent us anything in the mail. I mean, I think Collins' largest margin of victory for, like, the few games he did win, um, <coughs> uh, the only one that's more than North Carolina, I think, is Kennesaw State, who started their program like five years ago. Uh, they're, not, they're not even a Division One program. Now, they will be this year. I forget what conference they're going in, but uh, yeah. God, I hate North Carolina. I hate them so. I, it, like, when I look at like teams I hate the most, like Florida State is kind of by default fallen, fallen out of my hate favor. I mean, it's got to be North Carolina – at one, and then and then probably Miami. Um, who else do I just despise? I don't know. This will probably piss off Seminole, but I wasn't necessarily a fan of Bobby Bowden. I wasn't a fan of him. Kept running the score up on us in the BCS days, and I haven't forgotten. Why would you hate the Knowles? Well, let me tell you a little story, Seminole. Seminole Seth. Uh, <clears throat> I was at that game when we blocked uh, the field goal and returned it uh, for the, the clip that I showed. And uh, as I'm going out, you know, I park on the I parked on the west side of campus. Um, there's these girls that, um, you know, I, I guess they're Florida State students. I don't know if they're just Florida State fans. And we have like this spiraled, like engineered kind of cool metal structure in in the middle of campus. And these girls were like, "Oh, they're these Florida State girls are like, oh, what is that? Is that some like engineering thing? Like, we should piss on it." That's what she said. They're like, they're confused by this engineering structure, and they deduce that they should piss on it. So, um, that that's part of the. Uh, that's part of the hatred. <coughs> What's going on, fools? Sorry. Um, apologies for um, the the Georgia Tech live show. I didn't realize my mic. Where's Where's Fifi? Had had died, and we put her to rest. Um, and I guess my webcam mic was was the only one picking up audio. But I went. I got this from Micro Center. Let me tell you something about Micro Center. Uh, if you're a nerd, Micro Center's the place to go. Like, they have, I mean, they even have, like, chips, TI chips with, like, and and or and nor gates on it. They probably even sell, like, filled programmable gate arrays. It's quite amazing. <laughs> it's quite amazing. I see Bulldog JC in here. Never say GD in the chat, sir. Never, ever say that in the chat. <clears throat> we'll get another Florida statement in, True Seminole. I guess we'll go through... Uh, go through the chat here real quick. Uh, see who we have in here. We have about 20 people. And before we do that, I had to write down uh, all the things I needed to mention before we get into it. Um, 
if you didn't know big news, a lot of people have asked me, like, why don't you have this, uh, like, in podcast form on Spotify or on the Apple service, and um, I've been resistant to it for a while, um, but I, I've, I've got the subscription now, so uh, all the live shows will be put, um, I know for a fact they're on Spotify, I don't exactly know what else they're on in the RSS feed, I just clicked, um, like, do whatever you want to do, I don't really care, um, and I've been getting emails of like, oh, someone listened to you on this platform I've never heard of. But I know for a fact it's on Spotify, and I'll try and upload them the day after. And then every video that makes sense to to have in like an audio only format will be on Spotify. Obviously, something like a you know breaking down Haynes King's throwing motion doesn't really make sense to be on there. You kind of <coughs> have to watch the video. Um, along with that. Um, donations are much appreciated. Um, you can now leave a super chat, um, and I will definitely read, um, any super chat you send, um, except for if you put GD, I'm never going to say that, um, no matter how much money you super chat me, anything else I'll read and, uh, they're much appreciated. Uh, you can also don- donate through PayPal and Cash App. There is a link in the description of the video. <coughs> There's also a link for Spotify in the description of the video. Oh, we do have memberships too. We have memberships too. They're $5 a month. You get some special emojis. There's a members-only chat, members-only community post. Um, I will let uh, members pick... Uh, Right now, we'll just say one video a month, maybe more. I don't know. Um, But there's no members right now. So for everyone that's like, Rick, why don't you do a video on this? Why don't you do a video on that? Um, Become a member, and you'll be the only suggestion, and I'll have to take it. So that'd be one way (coughs) to do it. Uh, Yeah, sure, TK. I'll I'll do an LSU emoji if you want one. I'll make it. I'll I'll custom make it with my um, fantastic graphic design skills. Oh, and that's another thing. I've, I've got uh, an editor that's working on some stuff for me, um, like a channel background, channel logo, um, a kick-ass intro uh, for both live shows, um, a new background, ton of stuff, ton of stuff. I'm going to do a hype video for the season. Um, and all these things cost money, so again, your donations are much appreciated. Um, we also have merch. The link for that's in the description. And uh, <coughs> there's a discount uh, code in there as well. And I would love to see, like, if I see you at a game and you have Rec Talk gear on, I will 100% come up and talk to you and uh, and give you a shout out. Uh, and even if you are if you don't have merch on uh, at the game uh, and you see me, man, I'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, don't be afraid to come up and say, hey, man, what's going on in the hell with Georgia? I'll be there. Um, now, uh, it doesn't cost anything to like or subscribe. So if you haven't liked the video, uh, I would appreciate that. So we have 10 likes and 24 people <coughs> watching. Um, and if you're not subscribed, uh, do me a favor, go ahead and do that. I mean, I, I think I did a pretty kick-ass video of my Jeff Collins impression and I got some compliments on the, on the Jeff Collins impression. Uh, and, and like Bryce Coons discord, uh, 
which my, I hate to admit, like my voice is kind of the same tonality as, as Jeff's as much as I hate to admit that. <clears throat> I mean, that was a really good team. We just played out there, you know, they're Georgia's the number one team in the country and they played like it. You know, we were just a few plays away, even though we got beat, uh, 75 to nothing. We were just a few plays away. And I'll tell you what, we're going to correct those things. Now, for right now, we're just going to love on these kids and coddle them and make sure that there's zero accountability for any mistake that they might have made. And uh, we're going we're gonna to break down film this weekend, and uh, we're going to put this thing to bed. And uh, are we going to change it? No, we're not going to change anything. This is – I know exactly where we're going, and it's right to the bottom of college football. Okay, I saw this. I'm like Nostradamus. Nostra Collins knows where we're going. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, if you've heard, <clears throat> if you've heard one one college, Collins press conference, you've heard them all. And then I had people like, "Hey, what, would you move on?" No, I never got to talk about it. I started my channel after he got fired. Uh, let me have my fun. Every video isn't for everybody. <clears throat> but anyways. That's all the promotion I've got to do. Let's roll up to the top of the chat. We got T Branch two two seven in here, who says, "Woohoo, baby!" I like it. Um, Seminole Seth says, "Go Knowles." Uh, Seminole Seth's been watching a lot, man. I appreciate it. Welcome. You're the man. Uh, da da da. Lizard Circus in here. Welcome. Tiger Cat says, "Hey all." Hey all. CJ in here says, "Happy Father's Day, everyone." Thank you, sir. <clears throat> appreciate that uh traveling fools in here and uh does he say anything else his his signature line <coughs> excuse me yo 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 man i can't kick this cough guys you think there's something seriously wrong with me i hope not uh welcome traveling fools bulldog jc says what's up and i'm not reading the rest of that but I do appreciate you being in here. True Seminole, uh, Florida State man number two in here says, What's up? What's up, brah? You want to go to Adam's You know what I'm saying? <coughs> Nick Nader, what's up, boys? Welcome, Nick. BC uh, Georgia Tech Jacket says, What's up, Rick? Now, I'll tell you what. Speaking of BC Georgia Tech Jackets, I didn't know that uh, he, hold on a second. I got something. This camera angle is way too low and it needs to be remedied immediately. I apologize guys. This is wholly unprofessional. That's right. No hands. I'm moving my camera up. I got gimbal control on that. They have it on the spaceships, man. Same camera. <clears throat> but, uh, BC Georgia Tech jackets makes videos and like every so often I'll just search like Georgia Tech football and see. You know, if there's any content that I haven't seen, because pretty much anything Georgia Tech I, I watch. And then I roll across BC Georgia Tech jackets. He's doing pre like prediction videos. Um he's like he's like he's killing it. Um so if you're not subscribed to BC Georgia Tech Jackets, <coughs> definitely go check him out, man. Let's support our, our Georgia Tech brethren. Uh but welcome, man. Did I miss anyone? MechQ5978 says, uh, how about those expression boards? Yeah, you commented that 
I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the boards they hold on the sidelines for like fake calls? You're going to have to clarify. Um, like I'm not the brightest tool in the shed. Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I am glad you're in here. Do, 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 do. Jeff Brown, uh, Jeff Brown's in here. Are you doing okay? Rec talk. You're still coughing. It's been over three months. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's not great. Actually, I just started coughing right before the live show because I get nervous, guys. I get nervous to get on here, and I think I think it's a physical manifestation of uh, my inner turmoil as a tech fan. Maybe maybe that's it. Um, it says two more recruits today. Yes, and we will have uh, <coughs> Benjamin London on. He's not in here yet, uh, but he will be. I assure you this. Cough coffee killer. Uh, happy Father's Day, all big day. It seems like two recruits today, right? <clears throat> that is correct. That is correct. One of them, uh, a quarterback. So let's get into that. Um, the last that I saw, Mike Doug seventy, uh, welcome. Good to see you in here. It says Happy Father's Day. <clears throat> um. The last that I saw, our recruiting class was ranked 30th uh, in the country, which I would only imagine goes up or holds the same. I mean, <clears throat> we're not the only team, you know, signing kids, so I'm sure there is some some movement there. Battle Angel in here says, Happy Sunday, Happy Father's Day to all dads. Uh, Battle Angel, welcome. Glad, glad you're in here. Uh, and Battle Angel also does videos. You should definitely check her out and TK. If you're not subscribed to Tiger Cat and Battle Angel, you should do that too. They do some really cool stuff. Um, but we're ranked 30th. So we signed um, two kids. We signed a quarterback who's like taller than um, – who is that guy for the Steelers? Ben Roethlisberger. He's listed at six foot seven, um, which is literally taller than the Bank of America building downtown Atlanta, I think. I don't know if it's six foot seven or not. This kid's huge. <clears throat> From Texas. I looked at some of his highlights. Maybe maybe we'll we'll look at that at some point uh in the video. Um but looks really mechanically sound. Um he's a three star kid, and I think he's a higher three star. Let's let's look. See, I got him highlighted here. Uh yeah, from South Lake, Texas, 86. So kind of mid to upper three star, listed at six foot seven, uh, 220 pounds. <clears throat> um, I, I'm excited about that kid. I'm excited about um, Aaron Philo as well out of Prince Avenue. Um, like, like I've said before, you know, if he has another season like he had. Last year at Prince, he'll break Trevor Lawrence's um, all-time passing yardage record for the state of Georgia, and that's saying something. I mean, Georgia <coughs> is, is nothing but you know it, it's one of the most fertile recruiting states in the country. It's you know California, Texas, Florida, Georgia, in some order. Um, so that's a big deal. Now the other kid I want to say was unranked, right? Yeah, Nehemiah. Uh, Chandler out of Crawfordville, Florida, cornerback. <clears throat> so I, I don't know much about him. You know, I saw he signed. I know we had a ton of recruits. 
Um, the past three weekends, we we've just just had a ton of recruits. Uh, that Fox kid was one of them. That'd be a big get at tight end. He's kind of an upper four star kind of guy. He's actually visiting Florida State. <clears throat> so, Seminole Seth, if you steal this uh, this tight end from us, I'm going to be really angry with you personally. Um, but he's he's doing his OV at Florida State this weekend. <clears throat> Give me one second. I'll be right back. I got to get another dike. Sorry about that. Refocus, focus. Um, I used to have, so I actually have a mini fridge that was in the Georgia Tech uh, bookstore, Burdell's, because I drank so many monsters when I was a student there. They just gave it to me. But it created a hum in my videos, and uh, I had to take it out of here. But yeah, um, here's the thing as far, like, unless you're in, like, you pay attention to Georgia Tech football, you see a 30th ranked class at the moment, you're like, yeah, well, I mean, what's the deal? Who, who cares about 30th rank? But when you look at everything Tech's been through lately and, and even into, like, this, the downfall of the Collins era, like, a completely new staff. Like, how many people did we retain on staff or didn't leave? Chris Winkie, Brent Key, um, Andrew Thacker. I think there's a few, like, our, our defensive backs coach, like Tillman, I think he's still here, right? There's only, like, four or five guys we retained. Everyone else is brand new, you know, brand new OC, uh, brand new running backs coach. So, Norval McKenzie's new, <clears throat> Buster Faulkner's new. Josh Crawford, wide receivers coach, is new. Um, I think, I mean, that's everyone on offense, right? And then we got Marco Coleman back and on defensive line. Uh, Kevin Schur at linebackers because Coach Boogie went to be the D.C. at Marshall. <clears throat> um, and also, we just haven't been very good, you know, lately. So I think a 30th-ranked recruiting class is pretty freaking good considering – you know, everything <laughs> that we've been through and all of the recruiting hurdles that we have to jump through on top of, you know, all this adversity. So, you know, I'm, I, I think there's a lot, you know, to be excited about. Let's look through. <clears throat> Let's look through the class right now. Treyhorn. Now, I'll be interested to see what Ben has to say about this kid. This is someone that, like, Everyone's saying runs like a a low four three. Like I, the numbers I'm seeing on this kid is four three one, or this is kind of what's being put out there. Admittedly, I'm kind of skeptical of that. <clears throat> but if he is, I mean, that would make him as fast as Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson ran, I think, a four three five in the in the NFL Combine. Uh, that would actually make him faster than Calvin. Suffice to say. Um, I think he's a headsy kid. He's the highest ranked kid. This is highest ranked to lowest. Um, he's the highest ranked kid in the class um, at a Rabin Gap. That's in the kind of extreme North Georgia. Uh, you know, tall kid, six foot three. 
Uh, excited to see what he can do on the flats. And look, our wide receivers, our wide receiver room is already looking really stacked. I mean, we've got Chase Lane. Hold on. I think my <coughs> my headset's dying. Hold on. Uh, but we got Chase Lane, Dominique Blaylock, uh, Malik Rutherford looks good. The Boyd kid looks good. Avery, the kid from Duquesne, um, Christian Leary from Alabama. I mean, we're kind of stacked at the moment uh, at wide receiver. So uh, he would just add to it. Also, uh, Zion Taylor, the kid from Norcross. Um, unfortunately, Bryce Dobson uh, is no longer with the team. You know, he was released from his national letter of intent. Um, who knows what happened with that? It's kind of weird. Uh, my understanding is it doesn't have anything to do <coughs> with Georgia Tech, but um, yeah, he is no longer with the team. Uh, Jordan Floyd, offensive tackle, big kid, uh, six foot six, three hundred out of Parkview. And this is the other thing: we've got two kids now that like and back-to-back weeks have committed uh, from Parkview. And if you don't know, like, Georgia high school football, Parkview is an absolute powerhouse in the state of Georgia. <clears throat> this is where, like, if you're a baseball fan, Jeff Francoeur played at Parkview. <clears throat> um, that guy that's hitting absolute moonshots for the Braves, uh, Matt Olson. He's on pace to hit 46 home runs this year, by the way. Braves are beating people 100 to nothing all of a sudden. Matt Olson played at Parkview. I mean, Parkview's a, a football factory. And that was a thing that I, I have been saying since we brought in, like, uh, Bill Stewart um, and I think Tim McFarlane, these two Georgia high school kind of legends that now we now have on staff. Like, if we can start getting a foothold into the Parkviews of the world, into the Bufords, um, into the Lowndes counties, you know, uh, into the IMG academies like this Dickinson kid. Um, I, I didn't really think much about him, but there's a lot of buzz about that running back we got from IMG Academy. Played in the spring game. <clears throat> Seems like Norval McKenzie, you know, likes him. You know, he's got a, a terrific work ethic. So, um, you know, that would be huge, just starting to cultivate these relationships at um, – you know, football factories in, in in the southeast where, you know, a kid comes here, has a good experience, you know, develops to his potential or above, uh, and we got to start getting kids drafted, um, you know, which is, that, you know, that, that kind of reputation takes a few years. But I think we're, we're moving in the right direction for that. <clears throat> I mean, it can't get much worse than it has been. I know that. Uh, Trelane Maddox. Now, this is uh, the other kid from Park Parkview athlete. Um, if you watch the Bryce Coon, you know Bryce Coon interviews all these kids like the second that they um, that they're they're committing right now. Um, I think a big part of how we got him is he was getting, from what he said in that interview, he was getting pushed to play on defense, and he's and Tech's going to let him come play running back. Um, <clears throat> but that's huge. Get if you look at his highlights, like I don't want to say he reminds me of Jonathan Dwyer, but he kind of has that type separation ability and 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 kind of grittiness. Um, so I think that's a really good uh, pickup. 
<coughs> Again, I mean, I've already talked about Aaron Philo, uh, a kid that I'm really high on. Now, here's another kid we picked up, uh, Landon Marshall, uh, out of Andalusia, Alabama. Just go Google this kid. Go look at <coughs> like pictures from his official visits, highlights of this kid, and, and there aren't a, a, a ton. He look he looks like an absolute unit. Um, he seems like the gritty, tough, strong, quick, um, you know, kid that we had to get <coughs> Keon White. I mean, he kind of he, he's got. I think he's you know a little bigger than Keon White. I mean, he, because here's the thing: like, you know, I get super hyped. You know, we're we're in June now. I mean, we're what are we inside seventy days until kickoff now? And I'm freaking giddy. I'm pumped. Um, and if we're going to get where I, Tech needs to go, if we're going to start competing for the conference, <coughs> if we're going to start beating the Clemsons and the Georges of the world, and, and look, I know people are going to laugh at me uh, when I say that, but we, we were a drop pass away from leading last year and one of the worst Georgia Tech teams we've ever had that was on their third string and fourth string quarterback. And our fourth string quarterback uh, scored on them in the opening drive. <clears throat> it's not out of the realm of possibility that we can't at least be competitive and get a win against one of those teams. But it's going to start with the line of scrimmage. You know, a struggle, uh, you know, one of the big struggles for us has been per- particularly defensive line, I think. <clears throat> you know, getting pressure on the quarterback really um, takes a lot of pressure off your secondary, the rest of your defense, um, and offensive line. I mean, that's where we probably need to take the biggest strides in improvement, other than quarterback. I mean, quarterback's a given. Quarterback's a given. You got to get that right. <clears throat> uh, Jaden Matthews, this is a kid that signed this weekend too, I believe, uh, out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Another three-star, <clears throat> I haven't seen, you know, I haven't looked at his highlights. I haven't necessarily had time uh, to look at look at highlights on all these kids. From what I can tell, this was, a, this was you know, a top target for us. Uh, even though he's a three-star, seems like a, a kid that Norville McKenzie and Buster are high on. Um, so, <clears throat> if we, then, then that's another thing that, that we, you know, it would be nice if we really start building some depth at running back. Now, with that, and I plan on doing, like, um, breaking down each position group as we lead into the season. I do think Dante Smith is going to have a breakout year this year. Uh, I don't know why when Key took over, <clears throat> he was, like, sat out a few games. But um, Dante Smith is the truth. You heard it here first. Uh, William DePepe, uh, big-bodied kid, six foot six, out of Illinois. And by the way, why is there an S? Why is there an S on the end of Illinois? Does any other word have like a silent S? Like at least psychology makes like an S sound. It just has a silent P. Anyways, I digress. Um. I don't I admittedly don't know much about the kid, but we definitely need help on on uh, the defensive line. And if Marco Coleman wants him, then I want him, baby. He's one of us. 
Uh, Demontre Gatson, linebacker, <clears throat> rated 86, committed earlier this, uh, or well, in April. That's the other thing. So if you if you don't if you haven't looked or or know, um, <clears throat> well, let me step back. Obviously, we're trying to replace AC Lee and um, and Thomas, Charlie Thomas. Now we bring in uh, Andre White from Texas A and M, who seems like the ceiling is really really high with him. Really really talented kid. He was a four star when he was recruited at A and M. It's kind of hard to judge these A and M players just because of kind of the dumpster fire situation that they were in. But he only has one year of eligibility. <laughs> now we also bring in Braylon Oliver from Minnesota, uh, played in uh, Douglasville, which is in West Georgia. Um, another kid that seems similar, maybe not quite the natural ability that Andre White has, but a very talented linebacker, looked good in the spring game, in my opinion, also has one year of eligibility left. So assuming that those are going to be the two starters, uh, now we also bring in this Austin Dean from Rutgers. I don't know much about him. He was not starting. Uh, there's not much <coughs> to judge him on. <clears throat> Hopefully, Kevin Sherr can can develop him, though. I think he has more than one year of eligibility left, though. The point being that we're going to be in the same spot next year, assuming these two kids start. We're going to have to replace uh, Braylon Oliver and Andre White. So, we're, we're going to have to develop linebackers and develop them quick. You know, we can't just <clears throat> be leading into next season without, you know, a good a good person to fill those kids' shoes. Talented player. Uh, Graham Knowles. Now, this is a kid that, like, literally I just saw he sign, what was it, earlier today? Six-foot-seven kid uh, out of Southlake, uh, Texas. Uh, and like I said, you know, I talked about him a minute, you know, momentarily before, but I think this is a kid that might be underrated, too. In fact, let's see who else has offered him. <coughs> Yeah, so he doesn't have any other kind of big Power 5 offers. Looks like he has an unofficial visit um, with UTSA. So he's been offered by Colorado State, Connecticut, Memphis. Um, I do think just on the little bit I've looked at this kid, he might be slightly underrated. And I'll tell you who he kind of reminds me of. Um. There was a kid that played at Oconee County and ended up playing for Georgia. And if TK's still in here, he ended up playing for LSU. Uh, and then the Titans, I believe, named Zach Mettenberger. Another kid that was like six foot seven. A kid that Rec Talk personally played against and got a sack against. It was interesting. I played quarterback and defensive line. Um, he was a kid that didn't necessarily live up to his potential, but he was a big arm kid <clears throat> that could make plays. And I, I think Graham Knowles could, could kind of be that. Um, so as far as here's the thing, I think speaking of the truth, I think Chris Winkie's the truth. You know, if we have a lot of success this season, especially on offense, <clears throat> Then um, we're gonna need we're we're gonna need to break out the checkbook for Chris Winkie. Chris Winkie's the truth. 
Chris Winkie might be the most underrated position coach in all of college football. And uh, you guys can laugh at me. You Florida State guys aren't laughing at me, though, because he won a Heisman when he quarterbacked your team. If you can take the absolute just embarrassment of quarterback play we started with at Zach Gibson and then beat North Carolina on the road with them, you know something about coaching quarterbacks. That's all I know. You know something. And now we know, um, you know, he was calling plays for at least the last two games. Which is another interesting thing. Like, I'd, Chris, Chris Long, is it Chris Long? I think it's Chris Long. A lot of Chris's. Um, and Brent Key had coached together. I forget what staff they were on, but they do have some semblance of a relationship. Chip Long. Chip is an interesting name. I feel like everyone I've ever known that is called Chip was a kind of an oddball, weird guy. Like a bro, a bro that wasn't a bro. Anyways, <clears throat> I don't know wh- why he uh, fell out of favor with him. I mean, we we paid. You know, a lot of money to get rid of Chip Long. Eight hundred fifty thousand, I think. We still owed him on top of the eleven point three seven million. We still owed Jeff Collins. Um, looks like the right decision, though. Uh, where did Chip Long go? By the way, does anyone know? Where is he now? Someone Google search that for me. Uh, anyways. Uh, we need to do whatever we can to cre- to keep, um, I think, a, a deadly duo of Buster Faulkner and Chris Winkie. People are going to be talking about those guys at the end of the season. You mark my words. I don't think he has gone anywhere yet. Well, isn't that funny? Neither is Jeff. Hmm. I think he's an analyst with Louisville. Actually, Jacob Rainwater, I think you're right. I think you're right, because I could have sworn that he went somewhere. You know what, guys? <clears throat> I'll look it up. Yeah, report. Louisville hires former Notre Dame Georgia Tech OC. I tell you, that's another team that I kind of, I just kind of don't like. They have the stupidest uniforms to me, and they have that L that's like. Uh, in this weird, like, gangster font. <clears throat> they they took back Petrino after he absolutely pissed in their faces, and then he ran their program into the ground when he came back. Um, you know, the heck with Louisville. Todd says that uh, Jeff will end up on the ACC network. They loved him. They did, I, I told you, I, like, Jeff was very friendly to the media. I mean, I'm sure, like, if you are <coughs> having to interview someone, you'd much rather interview, like, Jeff Collins and Brent Key or, or uh, you know, like a Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. Yeah, they do have teeth on their bird. So I do, they must not have, like, biology programs over there, like biological sciences. That's probably not something offered at Louisville. 
Anyway. Stop with these ads. Oh, never mind. Never mind. All right, Taj Butler, another linebacker out of New Orleans. Six foot two, two fifteen. Again, don't know much about him. <clears throat> this piqued my interest, though. We get another kid out of IMG Academy, Santana Alo Tapola. Interior inside uh, linebacker. I don't remember us like year over year getting kids out of IMG. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but that seems like a new trend. Oh, let's pivot here. Uh, Benjamin, I see you. How long have you been in here that I've just been talking over you, man? Did you text me and let me know? <laughs> Everyone, my man, Benjamin London, how are you, sir? Hello? Did I lose you? Yeah, there we go. There, there we he go. is. Can you How hear you, us? Man? Yes. <clears throat> it looks like your internet's really choppy. Maybe you just yeah. um, take your video off. It might help. Just do your audio. And he's gone. And he's gone. I'm sure he'll be back, though. Um, Winky used to coach at IMG, I think. Well, that would, that would help. I heard Collins is working at Waffle House next to the temple, uh, next to temple in Philly. That would be hilarious. My audio sounds odd. Hold on. Oh, does it sound like it's clipping? Hold on. Is that better? Is that better audio? I mean, it wouldn't be a rec talk show if there wasn't some like significant audio issues. Yeah, I think he's going to come back. Let me see. Let me reach out. There he is. All right, man. That looks way better. How are you, sir? Yeah. I'm good. How are you? You're muted. Or I can't hear you for some reason. Oh. Can you hear me now? Hold on. Let me think this through. Because, like... <clears throat> oh, boy. Let me try something. Let me try something. Audio. Input capture. Boom. Dang it. I'll tell you what. Can you guys hear him? Yeah, you, you'd have to tell me that. Uh, I have no clue. Mm. Hold on. I think I know. All right, now now say something. You there? Oh, boy. Hold on one second. Why can I not hear him? Could you guys hear him? So you guys hear him and I can't. Let me try now. Okay, now I think I fixed it. 
Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I'm so sorry. There you go. That was, you you think a tech man could have figured that out sooner. (laughs) But go ahead, man. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Good, man. So we've had this crazy recruiting, like, for the past four weeks, man. Tell us what's going on. Man, it has been a chaotic uh, week for uh, the past couple weeks, really, uh, for us at GoJackets.com. I mean, official visits are happening left and right. Uh, prospect camps are happening left and right. You're seeing guys get offers. You're seeing guys commit. You're seeing guys um, just visit on unofficial or even official. There was a guy uh, that yesterday just randomly out of the blue said, hey, I'm taking an unofficial visit to Georgia Tech. So, I mean, those things kind of happen. You got to fly and just go with everything that's happening. And uh, we've been flying by the seat of our pants, but we've been able to uh, get some really great interviews from some really great guys, and we're excited about the direction uh, the staff is going with the program. Man, so what what has changed? Like, is this a byproduct of bringing in, like, the McFarlane guy, the Stewart guy, like, is this like moves, moves that Key has made paying dividends like kind of immediately? Yeah, and I, I've gotten to talk to a lot of uh, of the offensive side, and I've gotten to talk to a lot of the guys who are on defense as well that have committed to Georgia Tech. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to Graham Knowles today who actually committed this past weekend. And mm-hmm. one of the things is, is that he said, man, you go on campus and – the respect that people have for Brent Key, it feels like he's been there, and this is him saying this, it feels like he's been there for like 10 years and he's won three national championships. Like People love him, alumni love him, donors love him, uh, and it, it just feels like he's been there for a very, very long time. And he said it's just a culture that you just want to be a part of, and that's exactly what Graham Knowles, the commit from Texas, said himself today when he, we talked to him today. So. Uh, just a, a lot of guys are seeing the culture change um, in Georgia Tech, and they love it, and they want to be a part of it. And so that's a really good thing to see uh, when recruits <laughs> tell you that. Wow. I mean, I don't really know that I've heard that before with a first-year head coach. Like, feels like he's been here for for a while. Um, that That's amazing. So – who like so you talked to Graham Nose, who who else did you yeah. talk to and kind of what what are you hearing? Uh so this past week, uh obviously um, you know, we have some guys who just left campus today. Um I I'm in talks with Tosh Butler, the linebacker from mm. New Orleans, uh Jaden Matthews who committed over the weekend. Yeah. Uh honestly, I think that's kind of funny how that all happened. I think he was originally supposed to put his commitment out today but accidentally put it out on instagram and a lot of people just found out about it and then sent it to me and i was like well i'm gonna go put it up on twitter it's public knowledge his trainer kind of hit me up and he was like hey like we wanted to kind of put this on twitter tomorrow like we, we didn't want the twitter world to find out about it and i was like well, I mean, it's my job to kind of do some public knowledge. So I, I just passed the information along to our friends on Twitter. So, right. uh, but Luke Harping's another guy at the tight end. Um, Graham Knowles, obviously. And then uh, William DePay P, I think is how you say his last name. DePay so, P. Okay. Uh, I've been talking with, yeah, DePay P. Um, and so I've been in talks with those guys this week. But just over the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, there's guys like uh, Kylan Fox, who we've tried to be in. Uh, 
be in contact with. We talked to Jordan Floyd, who committed this past week. Uh, and just a lot of great guys who we've talked to. Um, Benji Blackburn, who unfortunately committed to BC, but really mm-hmm. liked his experience at Georgia Tech. So, I mean, there's a lot of great things that even guys who are committing to other schools are saying about Georgia Tech. Well, and just because someone commits to another school in today's college football, that's not the end of the story necessarily. I mean, with the transfer right. portal, they're going to remember their experience they had at Tech. Um, so, yeah, it is good that they – now, Kylan Fox seems like he's got to be at the top of Tech's board of some of really who they need to get. Now, I know he's at Florida State uh, this weekend – what have you heard with Kylan? I mean, I, I did I, – because I, he canceled his OV to Miami to come, right? Right. I mean, that's got to yeah, be exactly worth right. something. Yeah, and uh, so uh, we, we've tried to be in contact with him. Unfortunately, we have not been able to uh, come in contact. But the way it looks uh, from the outside looking in, um, he came to Georgia Tech last weekend. Obviously, it was a big controversy because of the fact – he was originally supposed to go to Miami, like you said. And so we reached out to him, and he did confirm to me, uh, and this was the only time that we talked, that he was coming to Georgia Tech last weekend. And so when he came to Tech, uh, it looked like things were positive and were moving in the right direction. Um, and then he competed on the seven-on-seven seven, uh, at Georgia Tech this past week. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people realized he was wearing some UCF gloves. So um, I, I think, honestly – I think the family aspect, I think, would love for him to stay home um, yeah. and be close to home. Obviously, he plays at Buford, a uh, big powerhouse in high school football here in the state of Georgia. And I think his family would love for him to stay home. Uh, I think UCF is really pushing hard to get him. I, I don't. The way it seems like it's to me, I don't think Florida State is an option uh, based off of what I've seen. Really? Uh, but we'll have to see after this weekend and how things kind of fall out. That's interesting because that's really the opposite. Well, if you just look at the crystal ball, it's like 95% for right. state on them. Right. So it, that, that's interesting to hear. So it's UCF and who else is, is in the running for him? Well, obviously Florida State, I, I think uh, now, like I said, things could have changed today after his official visit. It could have been totally different after a, a kid visits. But I think going into the visit, I, I think Florida State was just – kind of in the back of his mind. I don't think it was really in the forefront. Uh, I think Georgia Tech had some surprising things that they showed him. Um, I, I think that would be in his top group of schools. Uh, but I think he released his top schools uh, a few weeks ago, and I think they're still the same. I don't think there's really a front yeah. runner. Um, but if you had to pinpoint a front runner, uh, I think a lot of people are saying UCF right now. What have you seen from the NIL situation at Tech? Because I think if we're really going to start reaching and getting kids like Kylan Fox, we're going to have to have a very attractive NIL deal to offer. Right. And uh, now here's the thing. A lot of these recruits, I I don't think they really talk about it much. And I I don't know if it's a conversation they just kind of keep on the down low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of kids could benefit, especially like Kylan Fox, who could definitely benefit uh, with his name already being one of the top high school tight ends in the state of Georgia. Right. So I, I think that would be a really big thing. He's an Under Armour All-American. Uh, you know, he would benefit from NIL. But a lot of these athletes aren't really talking about that. So there's not a lot of insight on the NIL part right. uh, from the recruiting side. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and he's a kid that is he not like a border five? He's like a upper four. He's yeah. like a ninety-one or something, right? Yeah, he he's. I think by the start of the season when he scores a couple of those touchdowns for Buford and starts to really make his name big, I think you're going to see a lot of people go, "Hey, he deserves that fifth star, and he'll get it." Yeah. Very early in the season for, for Buford. Yeah, probably like like an Ohio State will offer or something, and that like. Right. Is what it is that, but that drives your 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 rating up as well. Did you get to see Graham Knowles throw this weekend? No, I did not. So normally, uh, for us as media, we're not allowed to be on uh, campus for the official visits. So uh, okay. a lot of the things that have to be done official visit wise have to be done afterwards. So all of our interviews, um, it, it's just staff, it's just current players. And it's just the recruits and their families on campus during official visits. Okay, let me pull this over. Um, boom, 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 boom. Now, what's your? I want to ask you about Trey Horn. So this, he's our highest-rated yeah. recruit on the board. Whenever I see four-three low four-three speed on someone, I am just naturally skeptical. I mean, that's world-class track speed. Yeah. Well, What's your feel for what we're getting with this kid? <clears throat> well, I got to have the pleasure to talk to him, uh, and he secretly told me he was committing to Georgia Tech um, right after his visit was said and done. Uh, he just wanted to make sure to talk with his family, tell everybody uh, his coaches at Raven Gap. And here's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't know about Raven Gap just because it's up in the mountains of northeast Georgia. A lot of people don't really know about the school. It's a very nice private school up there in Raven County. Um, beautiful area to even play football or even just do anything in general. Uh, I've been up there a couple times just to play Raven County when I was in high school myself. And it's just a beautiful area to play. But Raven Gap specifically, um, you know, a lot of those kids have very, very good athletic talent in all sports. And, you know, mm -hmm. Trey Horn is just one of those guys – and, you know, a lot of people were, like, skeptical about it, but his speed is legit. Like, he is a really? burner. Uh, yeah, like, he would burn – a lot of the touchdowns, if you go back and watch his film, I mean, he would just run a vertical, and he would just run past the DB and quarterback would throw it right on the money and he'd score. And so that's where he picked up over a 1,000-yard marks uh, this past season was just burning DBs with double moves or even just – out, just out of the stance, like a lot of the DBs would be slower than he was, and they just couldn't keep up with the speed once he got the ball and was just running it down the field. So, um, really freak of an athlete, and I think George Tech's really excited to have him on the flats. Kind of reminds reminds me. I don't know if you remember a running back we had, Cantrell, came out of Tennessee, a yeah, similar type. Cantrell? Yes, yeah. I think he was like a right four four, like upper four three guy, if I remember yeah. right. So it sounds like his route running is pretty pretty nice too. I did watch some yeah. highlights of his. I think they were playing Sequoia. And because uh, yeah. they'll often put him and you don't see this anymore in football, but they'll put him in like a wildcat and Yeah. He'll just get the corner, you know. Um, yeah. so man, that's exciting that you say his speed is legit. Uh, that gets me excited, especially with the wide receiver room 
that we have now. Now, let me ask you about this, because we've had a ton of transfers. Have you talked to Blackburn or or any of these, um, like the kid from Duquesne, Abdul, I think is his name? Is there any transfers you've yeah. talked to you're, you're high on? So nor, uh, right now, uh, our focus on GoJackets.com is mainly all these kids who are coming in on official visits. Okay. Um, and so that's been our main focus right now, just getting those guys focused in. Uh, but what I've heard just from the outside uh, perspective from uh, my sources at Tech, uh, they're progressing very well within the, the system. I, I think a lot of people are very, very high on the Princeton offensive linemen uh, that transferred in, and I think that's mm. a really good piece for their offensive line. Scaglione, um, I so, think. Yeah, and so I, I think he'll fit very, very well in this offense, and he'll do very well. So um, uh, Chase Lane's another guy I think that a lot of people didn't get to see in the spring game. Obviously, he's still trying to finish up his classes over at Texas A&M. So uh, I think those are two guys I think George State should, fans should be excited about going into the fall. Yeah, and we can probably thank Chase Lane for bringing King with him. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it would have happened without him. Uh, you know, really, really getting on board with Tech, and I, and we're seeing that I think with like like any of you guys that follow Twitter, and if you're not following Benjamin London on Twitter, you should. His uh, Twitter handle is in the uh, description of the video. Um, but you'll see these kids actively recruiting on Twitter after their signing. Um, yeah, you know. Aaron Philo is the biggest one. Like if you yes. if you've seen Aaron Philo, um, great kid. Every time I've talked to Aaron, it has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, very humble kid, very respectful. Um, it just kind of just puts the team on his shoulders, and he hates losing. Like he he can't stand it, and you can see that. Uh, just watching his film at Prince Avenue. I mean, the kid's a baller, and uh, but he's also a guy that's heavily recruiting guys. And during his official visit, I mean, you look at the guys who committed uh, just from that official visit. Obviously, uh, Santana. Uh, I, I cannot pronounce his last name. I, am I tried and I was, failed. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Matthew Fuller committed that week. Uh, Trey Horn committed that week. Um, well, let's see. No, Matthew Fuller did not, excuse me. Uh, so, Trey Horn, Landon Marshall uh, mm -hmm. committed that week. Uh, so, a lot of kids that he was around that week uh, committed to Georgia Tech. So, a lot of great things um, happening right there on the flats, with especially guys who are committed and getting other guys to commit as well on the visit. Yeah, and I'm really – so, I'm excited about both these quarterbacks we've, we've signed yeah. so far in this class. All of a sudden, you know – I mean, not only have we not really rolled quarterbacks, I mean, we haven't really even had a competition in some time. And now all of a sudden it's swinging way in the other um, direction. Aaron Philo, I'll tell you who Aaron Philo, uh, this, the feel and sense I get from him, is a George Gotze. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the most velocity on it. But he makes plays. You know, if you just looked at, at George Gotze, it was kind of like Greg Maddox. There's nothing about him that seems – just a plus athletic but they're they they win they're winners um you know so uh i'm excited i'm giddy man i don't know if you saw me at the beginning of the video i was hooting and hollering and raving i mean i like i might let someone cut my pinky off if we could start college football tomorrow i mean i really would. <laughs> yeah that'd be great that'd be fantastic um well what what else man like um is there anything uh, I, I'm sure that you've got a ton of articles you're about to publish on Go Jackets. Yeah. 
what do you got going on? Uh, obviously, this week, uh, you're nailing down a lot of these guys who just came through uh, this weekend. So, the guys that I have, Taj Butler, the linebacker uh, from Louisiana, I think this is going to be a very interesting one because Ole Miss has now joined the conversation to try to lure him away. I know. As much as Tech fans have hated Ole Miss just in the past couple of years, it's been phenomenal. So, uh, Taj Butler, he's going to try and fight to stay at Georgia Tech. We'll talk with him. Uh, and you'll get to see that article. Uh, Jaden Matthews, who actually committed over this weekend yep. in the middle of the weekend, will be a really good one. Luke Harping, uh, a guy who uh, obviously the tight end spot right now is kind of wide open recruiting-wise for the class of 2024. Can he be that first guy that would be the domino to start that effect to fall for other tight ends to commit? Um, yes. Grand Knowles committed over the weekend at Georgia Tech. Very, very highly on him, uh, just me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then William Dupree, uh, Dupepe, excuse me, uh, we'll talk to as well on GoJackets.com. But uh, all the other guys, Alex Foster, uh, Zyron Brown, Christian Pritchett, and Amaya Chandler. Uh, Christian Pritchett actually committed today as well. So uh, just a lot of guys who went on this visit this past weekend, love George Tech, and we're seeing a lot of commits from it. Someone says, who is Benjamin London? Uh, first of all, shame on you for not knowing that. But uh, – <laughs> You know, I do what I do, which is just yell into a microphone and and say idiotic things. Benjamin's like the professional. He talks to the players. This is what he does. Um, you know, he's the professional uh, guy on here. So we're definitely now. You're good. I I'm just I'm just poking at me beauty and the beauty and the beard furniture flips. I mean, that's a great name. That's a great name. Yeah. Do you know that if if Knowles has athleticism? Because a lot of times with kids that have oh, this man. stupid height, they have freak yeah. speed that you can't really tell. Well, I mean, here's what you need to know. One, he's from the state of Texas. And if you don't know anything about the state of Texas and high school football, it is one of the top like high school uh, experiences that you can experience within the U.S. Keep, now, keep I, talking. i got to take a, right a, a little break, but keep going. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, but I, Graham Knowles, when I was talking with him today, um, I, the last question I normally ask people when we do an article for him on 247gojackets.com, uh, we always ask him, like, hey, if Georgia Tech have, fans haven't seen you play or haven't seen your film, what can they expect from you? Graham Knowles flat out said, I play in 6A, which is the highest classification in the state of Texas. They play against some of the toughest teams within the state of texas a lot of those guys who go d1 and even to the nfl um he's playing against a lot of those guys so uh very very highly on him and the classification that he plays in and you know maybe if you look at his record and stuff that he's done in high school um it's not as impressive as aaron Philo, but you do have to consider hey he is playing in one of the toughest classifications within the state of texas which also is considered to be one of the best states to play high school football. So yeah. I, I think that is really, really good. And, uh, you know, he, you mentioned he's got the height on Aaron Philo by a mile. So, yeah. like, it, it's uh, it, it's a two different quarterbacks coming in there. He's more of a pro style. Aaron is more of a guy who can do a more of a spread offense. So you, you're going to see two different guys uh, in this class. And I think they're just going to see how they feel. With, and both of them have said, like, they love Buster Faulkner's offense – He's not afraid to do anything, and I think both of these guys uh, bring a lot of excitement to that quarterback room for sure. Man, and that's something else I can't wait because we don't really know. 
what this Buster Faulkner offense is going to look like. It seems to be turning recruits' heads, though. Yeah, it uh, is. Which, which is, you know, super exciting. Uh, have have you got to talk to any coaches? Like, have you talked to Key or Buster or any of these guys? I, I've gotten to uh, have one brief conversation with Faulkner, and mm. um, shout out to him because he was actually the first Georgia Tech coach to follow me on Twitter. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was great. And so we had a short little brief conversation. Um, but what he brings to Georgia Tech is I, I don't think anything that has been seen uh, at Georgia Tech ever, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. that is just he's not afraid to do anything and everything. They're, like the playbook is wide open. Like it, any quarterback can come in, come in and play that offense. And I think that's what should excite Georgia Tech fans. Like you can see a guy who's a pro-style quarterback go in there. And I, I remember when I was talking to um, – uh, the Raven Gap wide receiver um, Trey Horn earlier in in the year or earlier this month, he was mentioning like, hey, like I remember like one of the first things that attracted me to Georgia Tech was on the very first play of the spring game, he did a four verts and like mm-hmm. on a first down on the very first play of the spring game. And so, you know, he's not afraid to put the ball up in the air. He's not afraid. Uh, he trusts in his guys and he allows his guys to make plays. And I think that's what really excites a lot of these athletes that come to Georgia Tech and play under Buster Faulkner. That's awesome, man. I, I guess with the last thing, um, and I'll admit this isn't necessarily fair to even ask, but, you know, I, I'm sure everyone's seen that, like, Jeff Collins is, like, tweeting these oh, people that went to Ole Miss. Yeah. And I know you came in after he got fired, but – and, and this isn't just because I don't like the guy. I, it does seem like he's actively, like, like I think he's helping people leave Tech, in other words. Like, I think he def, he, you know, he he could probably help Sims leave. He probably was a, a, a go-between with them, like. Especially his relationship with their quarter, or their coach right. now over at Nebraska. So. Have you talked to any other coaches? And you don't like obviously you don't have to name any names. What is the opinion of other coaches uh, of Jeff Collins, or do you, do you know? Uh, I honestly don't know, uh, oh. but I I will say this: I, I know from people I've talked to, media or even fan wise, uh, I think had a very like I I, I saw somebody yesterday who's very heavily. And I won't mention their name just because I respect them. They're a very great guy. For sure. um, but he, he was telling me yesterday when I saw him at the Braves game, um, he was like, man, I like this is a whole different ball game. Like it, it's a lot easier with Coach Key than it ever was with Collins. And so uh, just from a media standpoint, like, and so I think that's a really good thing. Really? From uh, a media standpoint? Program, yeah. That's from surprising. From a media standpoint. So, um, and I, I don't know what that – entailed at all but yeah. just based off what that one person told me i think it's a really good change for everybody within the program and i say that for media i say that for coaches for fans donors etc i think everybody is very pleased with brent key and the hiring of brent key awesome man okay now for real the last thing will georgia tech land a four star before Ooh. we start the season well, he, here's the thing. I, they may have a four-star already on there uh, as a commit, and he's just not a four-star yet. That's um, true. I, I That's think, true. 
that's that's a very thing like a very real thing and really possibility that could happen because i told somebody i said when i watched aaron philo i'm like by the end of this dude's senior year he's got he's going to be a four-star if he wins a championship again for prince avenue christian um but you know signing a four-star as of right now um i I think you'll at least get one or two yeah i I wouldn't dare to bet against that i I think that would be a really good boost for georgia tech and recruitment because then that starts to turn more heads because i I mean you're already starting to see some people uh, i saw a tweet today uh from sports talk atl that said hey like is georgia tech back like is this the beginning of a the start of Georgia Tech coming back? And I said, I had a little Ted Lasso tweet that said yes. And so, hell yeah, um, we're back. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's very very exciting time, and you're you're starting to see a lot of you know small in state recruits and even recruits from like Arizona who committed this past weekend, Texas who Run committed back. this past weekend. Like we're we're getting a lot of guys from out of state as well. So. Uh, they're turning heads for sure. And I think when you get back on that winning track and you're recruiting well, you're going to see a lot more four stars than you will three stars. And then that trend continues up into five stars than you do four stars. So hopefully that trend continues in the next couple of years under Brick Key. But you got to start winning first. And it starts with Louisville up in the fall. It does start with Louisville. Slim Shady Kings, I see you trash talking us in here, Miami man. How are we outspending you in recruiting? How's Georgia Tech outspending you in recruiting? That's a good question. Um, well, that's my question. How do we know who is spending what in recruiting? That That's my biggest – because I remember seeing uh, – there was a post on Instagram, I think, a couple weeks ago uh, that went viral that Georgia Tech is third in the ACC on spending in NIL. Yeah. How in the world – I don't know where they got – No, on recruiting budget. But – Because yeah. there's no way you'd know the NIL stuff. But in just – it, because if you're a public institution, you have to disclose what right. your athletic budget is. Now, I don't know. Teams like USC and I think, is Miami private? They are. I don't know that they have to tell what they spend in recruiting. But, yeah. um, so I, I could be wrong on that. Uh, where did you get the hat, man? Uh, Joe Gilbert, Mojo Productions, you know, is like a, a hat. Uh, he's obsessed with hats. Where did you I, get this hat? Look, I, I went to the Braves game yesterday for Father's Day. Really cool time to just get to hang out at Truist Park. And this is where I got the hat. So, uh, Clubhouse Store, Truist Park. So, that's exactly where you can find it. You probably dropped $50 on that hat, though. <laughs> I did not. So, it was like 30 or 35 something like that. So. Nice. Wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. All right, man. What? Uh, anything else? Yeah, just stay locked into GoJackets.com. I mean, we got two more weeks of – uh great official visits coming through so I, I or maybe one i don't know and then there's kind of like that little dead period for a little bit of time in july and then we get things rolling and get ready for kickoff against louisville mercedes-benz state is there anyone we should be paying attention to that has an official visit coming up Ooh. um uh you know some guys haven't confirmed nor denied but i can go ahead and just guarantee you some of them who are coming next week let's see um let's see Next week, uh, as of right now, Carlin Jones is a defensive lineman from Texas. Uh, Jashad Presley, a safety from Orlando, Florida. And then Jaquavius Marshall, a uh, cornerback from Macon, Georgia, at Westside High School, uh, mm. will all be on the flats next weekend. So um, it will be very interesting. None of those guys are committed either. So um, we'll see how those guys fare out. But 
Um, I think Georgia Tech will be excited uh, about one more addition to the offensive line. Obviously, this week they uh, announced Joe Fusel, who is an offensive lineman at Georgia Tech, on scholarship. So uh, they announced that to us. And then also um, you saw Jordan Floyd announce his commitment this week. So there's one more scholarship spot at that offensive lineman spot, and I think a lot of people will be excited to uh, George Tech lands here in the next couple of weeks. Oh boy, Le- leaving us on a <laughs> okay. cliffhanger. That's yeah. how you promote, guys. That's what pro wrestling's about. Sell the pay per view. Uh, speaking of that, guys, okay. if you're not paying attention to Benjamin London on Go Jackets, go do that right now. Bookmark Go Jackets yeah. uh, in your browser. Check out Benjamin London. He's doing absolutely fantastic work, and he bleeds Georgia Tech white and gold like all That's of right. us in here, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on, man. Thank you. Anytime, man. And did I hear a Thank little you, one back there? Yeah, she's over there probably sleeping or rolling around the floor or something. Yeah, that's right. Happy Father's Day, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All First right. Father's Day, so it's been awesome. Ooh, a little one. All right, man. Well, have a good one. Thank you so much for coming on. See you, man. All right, guys. That was uh, – Benjamin London, again, if you're not following Benjamin London on Twitter, if you're not, um, man, I got my thing all messed up here. Anyways, uh, if you're not following Benjamin London on Twitter, if you're not looking at what he's putting out on GoJackets.com, you really need to. Um, I'm just an idiot with a microphone. I don't really know anything. I just learned a long time ago to speak confidently, whether you know it or not. And lots of times... um, you can get promoted on that alone. I mean, think about it. Of all the bosses you've had, are the, are, are, were they all super confident or competent? No, but they were probably really confident. I can guarantee you that. So, uh, he's I'm the confident one. Uh, he's confident also, but he's the competent one. Definitely go check out Benjamin London. Uh, if you didn't hear me earlier in the show, uh, also BC uh, Georgia Tech Jackets. Uh, in fact, let me um, let me put a link to his channel uh, in the live chat. Uh, I just notice him doing videos, and I always first of all I like supporting anyone that does college football on YouTube. Um, anyways, uh, but especially someone who's doing Georgia Tech videos. Let me scroll down here. Way yet, way yet. BC. Let's get this link in here. There it is. There it is. Boom. Go check out uh, BC Georgia Tech Jackets. Just posted the link in the description. Um, getting to the end of the show here. Uh, I guess, what do you, in the, in the live chat, is there anything you guys want to know from me? from my astute knowledge of college football and Georgia Tech athletics. Do you guys want to talk about? You like that? I do a show and then have you all basically write the script. Some shitty cane says, sounds like a Campbell soup can I hooked fishing the other day. Oh, what are you talking about? What sounds? It does sound like someone's shooting a gun or fireworks or something outside my window. I assume that's what uh, you're talking about, but I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Mojo, do you want to come on? If I drop the link, Mojo, will you come on? Tell us what you think about all this. About the jackets coming back to prominence, baby. Woo, it's happening. 
It's happening this year. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow, Rocky. It's happening right now. Because it's got to. Because it's got to. Y'all got me fired up again. Sometimes that happens. I, You know, I can't predict it. Uh, yeah, I'm not the most stable guy out there. Uh, let me drop the link, though. I'll drop the link. Mojo, I want you to come in here. I want you to come in here and tell me tell me what's going on. And that and that's not just hype, guys. That's that's science. That's football science. I mean, if you're going three and nine and sucking, you should uh, you should fire most of the people on your staff. Uh, and that's what we did. That's what we did. I mean, you're you're thirtieth in recruiting with where we've been. Total staff change. You know higher interim coach i think you're, you're doing some things right but i dropped the link in there drop the link in the chat if you want to come in and tell me that uh that i'm wrong come on tell me i'm wrong that's fine or if you want to come in here tell me i'm right do that too do that too what is that am i gonna am i have to go kick someone's ass <clears throat> Sorry, I might have to go physically assault someone. I'll let you guys know. Anyone want to come in? I have call-in show right up here, but it can't be a call-in show if no one calls in. Now, can it? This is a two-way street. I can't do it by myself. Bring in the wreck to wreck talk. Yeah, you keep talking that talk. You keep talking that talk. I don't know why you did, but at least you sound better. Or I don't know what you did, but at least you sound better. So yeah, something's weird's going on, guys. And I think it's people trying to sabotage me. You know, like when, um, like if you've seen the Pelican Brief with um denzel washington and that girl that went to campbell high school in smyrna what's her name julia roberts and like as she closes in on the truth like people start trying to sabotage her try to take her out silence her voice i think that's what's happening to me people on the internet they're afraid that georgia tech really is rising rising from the ashes like a phoenix and they're trying to silence my voice well, it's not going to happen. I don't care how many of these microphones I have to buy. I'll just, I'll just keep buying them, and I'll keep telling you. Tech, tech's, tech's on, the, on the rise. I'm feeling the guilt trip, man. Wish I uh, could call in. I'm not trying to guilt you, man. I'm not trying to guilt you. Never. Never you, Mojo. Slim, you can call in. And tell everyone how you're going to pay me $150 at the end of the season. You got to be high. I'm not high, man. I'm not high. Look at my eyes. Let me get real close. See? I've been, I mean, I've been studying for any drug test someone might want to give me for, for years. I've been studying a while. Drug test, drug test me right now. Maybe I should do that. That would be hilarious like people are like i oh, mean this guy's so high on tech he must be high in real life and and then like i go take a drug test to confirm like see it's clean sober 
as a preacher. That might be a good video idea. I do have a video dropping tomorrow at uh, a quarter after four or four fifteen, whichever one comes first. Um, on top five Georgia Tech uh, victories that I've witnessed. Oh my God, we have the stench of Miami in here. What's going on, Slim? How are you, sir? I've really got to know where all this false bravado is coming from. It's not false, man. It's not false. Well, it is false because it's based off of absolutely zero facts or really any sense of reality. Zero facts? What are you talking about? Grant Key is a completely unproven head coach. Well, he's not completely unproven. He yeah, Ed Orgeron has looked good as a as an interim coach before too. Well, so did Dabo Sweeney. Is so, I mean, I mean, you, I, I've talked to you about this on the phone. Oh, Slim, Slim left. See, Slim couldn't handle the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. I sleep 500 yards away from Miami fans that are trained to trash talk me. Either way, I don't give a damn what Slim thinks he is entitled to. Sorry, go ahead, Slim. I think AT&T is trying to screw with our conversation, too. They're trying to silence the truth, man. They're trying to trying to silence me. No, but I think I do think, and I think this is just where we disagree that like what Key did as interim was way more than impressive to me. Uh, when you're on your third and fourth string quarterback, and you're able to go on the road and beat North Carolina. You're able to beat Virginia Tech. Um, you know, you're able to go four. What do you go four and four? Um, I, I, yeah, well, I was impressed I mean, with that. I'll give you. I'll give you half credit. For North Carolina because they're half a football team. Um, well, they were like one loss or undefeated going into that game, though. I mean, nothing. Well, and that that's fine, but there's st- that doesn't change the fact that they're half a football team. And I'll give you even less credit for Virginia Tech because they're absolutely terrible. Yeah, Virginia Tech's pretty bad, but I mean, we were starting a kid we had just pulled off the scout team the week before to play quarterback. I see the crowded booth in here says commitment just popped. What are you talking about, Bryce? Oh, you're talking about your vid- your video you're about to do? I think it airs at 930. Let me know. Now, your, your point to, you know, okay, Dabo Sweeney was an interim coach. I mean, o- only time will tell with Brent Key as far as that's concerned. So I'll, I'll grant you that much. Um. Come in here, Bryce. Well, time's going to tell think, that I'm right because yeah, I've never know. been wrong ever in my life. Ever. Well, that's not possible because the only time I've ever been wrong was the one time that I thought I was wrong. In every argument you've ever had with me, you can lump them in every time you've been wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> Look, we'll see. Look, and, and and look, if we go like four wins next year, I'll come on here and be like, "Look, I was mistaken. I was wrong. I'll eat, I'll eat crow, but I don't think it's going to happen." That doesn't mean in time that Brent Key won't be good. This is true. Um, I, I think you may be trying to heap too many expectations this first year. 
Well, you know what, Slim? Like, I have, I haven't had much to be excited about in a long well, and time. And, and I'm not trying to piss on your parade. Yeah, hold on one second. I think this is BC. Who is this? What's going on? You're on with Rick. It's Mystic. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? How you been? And Good. happy Father's Day before I forget. Oh, thanks. Yeah, happy Father's Day, Slim. By the way, Mystic was on the ACC show uh, when uh, I don't think you were on that week. Or were you? Were you on for the BC schedule prediction? And or... uh, No, I wasn't. Okay, yeah. Mystic's good people. What's going on, man? What do you yeah, think? Mystic came on. Mystic came on right I, I just got home from eating, so what, what have I missed? Uh, give me a quick rundown. Pretty much um, Georgia Tech's back. Georgia Tech's yeah, back. Georgia. Oh, man. Can you can you recruit well, one four-star before we start that, please? It's going to okay, happen. Well, I will say this. I know – I think they – we need to be able to get into a bowl game. That's the step. You got to start small and go big. So get a one four star, make a bowl game start there and build off of that. That's no. the way I be. look. Do I think we can be? Absolutely. 100%. You, you want me to go even harder on it, Slim? We will go one and one with Clemson and Georgia this year. I did say we'd beat Clemson on the road. I stand by it. Oh, we're in for a treat, uh, everyone. Let me pull uh, you two off for one second. Mr. Bryce Coon, how are you, sir? Doing good, man. How you doing? I just uh, – sorry, it took me a second to get set up here for a little bit. But, yeah, no, how you doing, man? Good. I hadn't been on a show with you uh, in a minute. I think it's been about a month or maybe more than that. But, I know. I know. You texted me, and you're going to think, he, this guy hates me. We were in the middle of moving, like, that weekend. So I I was just swamped and didn't respond to a lot of people. No, I mean, but, I got hey. over it, you know. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> no, I knew you were moving, man. Like, no, definitely, 100% no hard feeling. You, so you said uh, we just had another recruit pop, right? Yes, yeah, so obviously uh, the two earlier today, um, but another one um, out of the Marist School, right there in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Harpering, the uh, defensive end, six foot three, around two twenty, two twenty five. So he just popped again. So that's what three today, uh, and that's what five or six in the past seven days. I Let's mean, go. you gotta love, you gotta love it. I mean, um, I, I really and truly knew you were live. And when I threw it in the Discord, I was like, I'm just going to go over there and say, hey, one just popped. I mean, but it happened. This kid literally posted it. It's 925 right now. He posted 920. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is just happening as we speak. So, yeah, man, I, I love where they're going with this class. So, it's – What, it's is a, he a three-star? Uh, nice little class. Let's see. He He's – okay. Or he's not rated? He's not rated. And as an employee of the company that does this rating system – <laughs> I think I've said this multiple times, and I'm not want to blast it, but like, it's they're going to slap a three star rating on this kid. That's that, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's really up to the coaching staff. Like, I mean, I think when you're in a position like Georgia Tech, unless it's a big name guy, you know, you're going to get a bunch of three stars, and then it's going to be up to the coaching staff to say, hey, we think this kid is way better than what the you know writers and in the uh, evaluation guys for twenty four seven rivals on three whatever you. You know, choose to read, but I mean, 
he's probably going to be a three-star. But, I mean, I, I think that you have to trust the fact that Marco Coleman really liked this guy. And if he does, hey, let's, uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, I definitely trust uh, Marco Coleman's opinion. That's what I said about – is it DePepe? How do you say that kid's name? I think it's DePepe. I've actually ventured in trying to not say it, so now that you've made me say it publicly, uh, we probably just butchered it and looked even less credible. Uh, editing. We we'll already. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not live or anything. So. I'm on. I'm on a two-hour delay, so um, <laughs> we'll be we'll be good. Now, I did want to ask you um, because you've seen this from Collins to now. I mean, this seems 180 degrees different than what we've come from the past few years. Are you, what are you referring to? Like the quality of kids or what, what are exactly just like something Ben Benjamin said, like people, it seems like people are really impressed with key in a genuine, authentic way and not necessarily like, Oh, he's saying the right, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's promoting okay. it in this way. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. No, I would agree. And, um, you know, I think that the kid that they got today in Graham Knowles, um, I've got a, I did an interview with him this afternoon and it's going to, it's going to um, release tomorrow. Uh, if you watch that, you'll tell, I mean, he talks about key, he talks about, um, you know, the relationship and, you know, some of these kids, when you do the written interviews with them, you really can't get them to go in depth. But I think when you do the video, it's cool because more often than not, they're just going to be candid and you tell them, hey, you know, it's what say whatever you want. We can edit it later. Uh, but he just said, you know, he's passionate. Like he he is very, uh, which we all know. I mean, he, he's very passionate. He's very like determined. And one of the things that Noel said was like, he wants to win so bad that he's like, he's like, you don't really see that a lot. Like it's, mm. I guess in, in days of coaching now, you have guys that, let's just take for example, that are really, really successful. Uh, not saying they don't want to win, but they have so much of the, because uh, I don't want to say guys like Nick Saban, uh, even at the school I'm at now and in, in covering Brian Kelly, yeah. uh, that they don't want to win. They've just, they've done it for so long. It's like a CEO type role. You yeah. know, it's, it's like you have some people delegated and it's like, you know, Key's eventually going to have to delegate things. He's eventually going to have to, you know, build the program up. But it's kind of like just taking over a program that really has not been used to winning. I don't think that's a that's a shot at all. I mean, we can you, the record speaks for itself. But when you so so he walks into a situation where he just wants to win, and it's just I think it's on display for the kids. And like you said, it's not just a bunch of talk. And and I think that's what. Obviously, I mean, I watched your video you did the other day, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah. Absolutely hilarious. I think the closest thing I ever got to saying is that his pants were too tight. Um, I couldn't say anymore because I actually like had to face the guy in certain situations. Yeah. I didn't want to. You couldn't trash yours, him and be like, oh, hey, let's go to yeah, yeah. Uh, me hands downtown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Could not do that. But, uh, but I mean, you're, I think you're exactly right. And Benjamin's doing a great job with the coverage over there. Uh, and he hit the nail on the head, too. I mean, it's not a lot of talk. It's more of just – we're just going to go do this. And even talking with some parents that I've stayed close with of um, that are, have kids on the roster, and they've just said, you know, it's just, the kids are just excited. Like, they're just excited to get back to playing football. Uh, and I think that was just lost in all of that. And, uh, you know, how much how, – I'm excited to talk about more stuff, you know, after this season because I, I think it has a chance to be a really fun season. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Slim thinks that I'm high, and I will take a drug test the next stream. That's I'm totally okay with live that. Live on stream? 
Well, I got a well. There's a lot of stream like uh, double entendres going on, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I got to think that through. I got to talk with the rec talk lawyers on uh, that I, I have you. on retainer, but um, yeah, we'll see. But no, look, <laughs> uh, like obviously, like I'm a tech homer. Like I'm gonna say probably things that people think are crazy. All I know is I don't see us being worse than last year. Like I, it yeah. feels like. Well, that I don't even think that's arguable. Tech is better right now than they were at this point last year. That is clear to me. I mean, by the way, have you have you got to talk with like Tim McFarlane or um, the Stewart guy? Like we've brought in these guys with pretty significant Georgia high school ties, and that seems to be paying dividends for us. Yeah, uh, to so me. I, I have a um, I've got a mutual friend with McFarland, and uh, he's a high school coach in Georgia. And I just uh, I haven't spoken to McFarland, but I said, hey, what is? I asked the mutual friend who's a high school head coach in Georgia of a really good program, and just said, uh, you know, what's your what's your thought on that? He said, he said it's a great idea. Like he said, he he said to 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 bring in guys like that with the built-in connections. I think keeps guys like this harping, you know, in the mix because whether these coaches coach these kids, uh, the it, look football is year round now, seven on seven camps, uh, you know, different types of things these kids could do. So to you know, the relationships don't just stop from August to November or whenever your season ends. If you get to you know, I guess what is it, Georgia State Stadium or Mercedes right. or wherever the state title game is now. So, you know, all that to say is I think it's a really good idea. And from talking with this certain coach, he's been approached by another in-state program, a lot smaller, uh, FCS school, about this. Uh, and I'll just say it was Mercer, uh, mm. you know, not Kennesaw State for the Tech fans. And, and just about, like, what would it would look like to have that kind of role. And I think it's something we're going to start to see more, you know, expanded upon. And I think Tech – this is breaking news now. This is this is crazy. But Tech actually might have gotten out in front of some stuff in the college football world, in my opinion, with this, which I think is really cool, yeah. bringing in guys in state that have those relationships. Uh, you still got a guy like Kenyatta Watson on staff who's just an ace recruiter and his ability to make those connections. Kenyatta uh, Watson. Combine that. Yeah, Kenyatta Watson's – so not – Kenyatta Watson's dad, the player's dad. He's on staff oh, okay. at, at, Georgia, at Georgia Tech. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, so he came from Florida State last year. And uh, so you have him. He was, a, he was a liaison for Grayson. And now he's at Tech. And then you have all these other high school coaches. It's a cool role. And I think, like I said, it's going to be something you see pushed across maybe not the Alabamas, the Georgias, the world, because their recruiting staff is so – they just do what they do. But, like, a Georgia Tech, like, it's a perfect idea. And I think it's a great, great idea for them. Well, and that and that's one reason why I'm high on Key. And I don't know if you've heard me say this. Like, I do think Key has the fundamental coaching mixed in with like a vision for what Tech needs to be to, uh, I guess, meld in with modern college football. You know, and yeah. it seems like a lot of times you either get one or the other with a lot of guys. Yeah, and I'll and I'll say this: I was. Um, that was one of the reasons I was hesitant on key, like going back to November, December, the what seemed like the longest like month and a half ever uh, with that with that kind of chase to see who's going to be the head coach. Because, you know, from what I know about key, and I think it's pretty evident to the average fan that watches, like he's definitely a guy that's going to do it his way. Like mm-hmm. he is very headstrong, and uh, I think that's a great thing. I think you have to be able to make tough decisions, and I think that's something that he does well. Like I think he can do that. My big thing was, was he going to be able to listen to different people in the room? You know, uh, your best coaches can do that. 
they can take yeah. criticism. They can take that from position coaches. They and they respect it. Uh, and it's more that's more of the personal side of Key that I don't think anyone knows. You know, except for the his close knit circle of friends. Yeah. Um, that was just my biggest thing. He just came off someone who really wanted to do it his way, and I think it was just a, maybe a knee jerk reaction in my in my on my part of we just came off a guy that wanted to do it his way so badly, and even though they're vastly different, uh, you know. Either end of the spectrum you go, if you go too far to it, it can be a bad thing. And so that was just my biggest thing. But like you said, I've been impressed with every move he's made and, and what he's done since uh, he got hired. I think he's setting it up to not only be good in 2023, but really with an eye to the future. Yeah, I think the biggest difference in those two is I don't think the previous coach would listen to other people in the room. I think Agreed. that's probably Agreed. why him and Key – if I venture to say, are not close friends uh, and never will be. That that yes, that is uh, <laughs> that is definitely true. Uh, they are not. Um, yeah, it's yeah, they're not close friends. Right? They're not going to go play golf. Uh, that's for sure. No. Together. Um, but anyway, with that being said, how how is the move? You're in Louisiana now, I guess. Dude, it's so hot. Oh, I don't know what it's like back in Georgia right now. It has been like the lowest temperature we've awesome. had so far. It's in like ninety five. Like it was, it was a heat index of like one hundred six the other day, and um, it's That's crazy. Miserable. But you, but you know what's cool, and I've had the chance is because of Georgia Tech's new kind of, which is new uh, to a lot of fans, and it, you know maybe going back to the mid two thousands. But recruiting in Louisiana, like there's there was a lot of kids that Taj, who have had Taj Butler. Yeah, yeah, Taj Butler. Um, I actually had a conversation. What's the other kid's name? Christian Pritchett. I think that was uh, with Butler on his visit this past week. Um, talked with him today because LSU's looking at him, um, you know, and it's one of those things where he really loves tech, and I think he announced that he's going to commit like July the 10th. So he said he's had a good time. And so the crossover with them being able to come down here and get some guys I think is – it's it's really cool. Look, you can stay in the state of Georgia for sure, and I don't think there's a problem with that. But knowing how many SEC programs are going to push in this state, uh, mm -hmm. just what is around you, plus a Clemson, plus a Florida State, plus a Miami, um, I think they've got a night. Like, he did a really good job of finding these guys that have, like, their own little niche areas in recruiting. And I don't think we realized that yeah. when the hires were made. Uh, but I've really liked that. I can't remember who it is that has the – and this is just shows how much I haven't really paid attention to it. I can't remember which coach it is that has the big – imprint louisiana um mm. maybe the maybe the receivers coach i'm not crawford sure. um well he was in kentucky so i don't know it was somebody who but but anyways it's the guy they brought a bunch of kids out of new orleans uh it's good i will tell you this though the food down here dude i'm, I'm gonna gain some weight for real i'm gonna do it i've worked out four times this week because I'm trying to keep it off already, but it's uh, it's the real deal down here. This was what I wanted to happen. So what I want to do is for our weights to cross. So I want to lose weight and get down to like some. Well, what are you at right now? What would I have to get below? Last time, one eighty. It was around. It was at one one ninety. One ninety. Yeah. I would probably look like I had cancer if I was one ninety. So, um, <laughs> like a two twenty would probably be a good weight for me. Um, what can I say? Like I, I'm, I might walk on and play defensive line. We probably need help there, but uh, no, that's exciting though, man. Um, mm -hmm. You know, getting getting on the LSU um, thing, but still. So, what's your plan for Tech? Because I'm sure once we start the season, you're going to be inundated with LSU um, 
if you're comfortable saying, yeah. like, obviously, tell me. Yeah, that. no, 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 no. It, it's fine, and this is one thing I, you know, I enjoy. I will say this: as you see the background we got set up, we got a couple of Georgia schools. Uh, got the Masters. We're representing the state, obviously. Um, got the Valdosta State helmet right here, which is where I did my Masters program. Which yeah, there's is something else right awesome. behind you, though. I think there is. Um, this on-air sign that's really cool when it's yeah. lit up. Uh, yeah, that's what that is. I will say I did order, um, or we're going to get some Georgia Tech stuff. I'll just say that. And, and for the background, it's going to go awesome. up there. But all, all, all to say, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's going to be packed um, for sure just in the content that will be producing, obviously, on the LSU side of things. But, you know, uh, I enjoy doing the live shows as much as you. Uh, I, I mean, for it's sure. a ton of fun interacting with the fans. I was – pleasantly surprised after about two weeks i would say two or three months off of not doing a live show we did one about a month ago and it just it, it was it would did great like we really enjoyed it so I, you know we're going to do some game reactions i think the direction we'll probably take the channel on the georgia tech side of things is obviously um you know not being able to break as much news necessarily in, in everything we're not going to be doing that because we're just not going to be around providing sure. tidbits here and there but um, enjoying these recruiting interviews a ton. Those are really fun. And then just kind of like the fans' reaction. I think it's really important, like what you're doing, um, to have fun with it and yes. allow people to vent. So, you know, maybe what we're going to do, because I don't want to do it at the same time, but if we could just, like, block off during the season, whether it's a Sunday night. I mean, are you keeping your Sunday night 8 o'clock? Is that what you're doing? Like or clockwork, nine, is it nine baby. 8 o'clock. Okay. Every Sunday. 8, eight, eight o'clock Eastern, which is 7. So do you? how long do you go for? Uh, until or do you have a plan or do you have a plan I, I I my plan is to go at least an hour and a half but like right now we still have 36 people in here it's kind of like a good restaurant right you're not gonna shut down or, or a bar Understood. you're not gonna shut the yeah. bar down if you're packed no, agreed so I think that if we can find a nice sweet spot where we just start to like to transition people from rec talk over to swarm talk and the, all they got to do is change the first name of what they're watching. I mean, it's yeah. really that easy, guys. It's not that, you know, the, the first the first word of the two-letter name that's or the two-word name. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, we transition. Like, that. that's going to be perfect. So we're going to do a bunch of reaction stuff. Um, I will say this. My buddy Ralph, he does miss the Georgia Tech fan base. He gets ragged on a lot because he just messes with them in our Discord constantly about how Troy would beat Jeff Collins, <laughs> which probably true because Troy was actually that's facts here <laughs> that's that's like facts so uh, he's excited to get back dude I, I'm ready for football season like I am hands down ready for football season already what is like seven how many more days till tech gets it's off? under 70, like 70 isn't it now I think it's like 67 something like that I don't remember I just hate that tech plays on a Friday night I don't, I don't love that but it is what well it I'll is. tell you what I don't like and I don't know what you think about this I want to play our home games at Bobby Dodd so we've got two night games this year. One of them's obviously away. By the way, what are you doing the weekend of the 16th? That's when we play Old Miss. Is LSU on a bye by chance? Let's let, let's see. Because um, I will be in Oxford, Mississippi. So the problem is that Oxford is not close. Uh, so that's that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So okay, um, LSU is going. To, we're going. We're going to Starkville um, to play Mississippi State. So it, I, we'll see. You know what? We'll see. Yeah, I get we'll that answer that. a lot. When I was growing up, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Can we we'll go to see. Six Flags? We'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it later. We'll see. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, you got your you got Six Flags money, son? No, okay. I actually just bought season passes to Whitewater and Six Flags. I mean, that's we're at Georgia Tech. Is Whitewater Tech. still a thing? Is Whitewater still a thing for real? What do you mean? Is it still a thing? Yeah. 
I just went. I just I dropped my that. kid off with her mom there earlier today. That's, I'm pretty sure I did that. Did not know that. Well, at least you hope it is. Uh, I'm in, pretty I'm sure that was Whitewater. I dropped my kid off at. It was either that or just a really wet place. That's <laughs> I don't know. Just a really watery area with oh, tubular God. structures bent. And I'm, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> For what? Oh, yeah. I didn't just say anything. You didn't that, say anything. You're good. You're good. But no, all that to say is, I, I, going back to the playing home games, I, yeah, I mean... <sighs> I mean, is there a financial much, incentive for us? Like, are we getting paid by, like... Well, how much longer is this deal? The mayhem at Mercedes. It, I mean, that was a deal that was struck under Collins. Like, how much longer is the contract where Mercedes been? I think that's something... That makes that we sense. Have to go back and look at. Um, and I'll, I'll search it right here as we are... Yeah, because I'm I not mean, sure, like... If there's not a major financial incentive, I don't really know why we would do that. Okay, so here we go. So I got it right here. Georgia Tech have entered a partnership with Mercedes-Benz Stadium or AMB Sports Entertainment. Um, that they're going to play an annual home game at Mercedes-Benz from 2020 to 2024. Um, so obviously played Notre Dame in 2020, which I guess that game got nixed. I don't even remember that. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, 21. What I don't remember who they played in 21 there. Who was that? Uh, Clemson? Did we play Clemson to open up again? I don't even remember. Hold 2022, on. 2022, obviously, they played Clemson last year. Uh, 2023 is Louisville. And then 2024 is Notre Dame. But I'm guessing that game's being moved uh, to Ireland. So That's Florida State, I thought. 21 was UNC. Jacob Rainwater in there. 21 was UNC. Why Why we forget that? It was oh, god-awful yeah. all-navy blue uniforms. Um, I do have a gripe with our uniforms, and I don't know oh, what your dude. opinion is, but I think our 90s uniforms were the best. Like what Gotsy right. wore in the day. Like, I am a fan of simplicity. So just okay. white jersey. So so you appreciate, like, the Penn States of the world, like, and the Alabama of just – you, you and that's what you yeah like. i appreciate now it doesn't have to be that bland i mean that their jerseys look like your middle school practice uniforms but true um just like this like under collins like we did a jersey reveal every week and like remember when we played central florida and we, they were like neon green numbers though in the sun oh. i was just like what is this what he's spending his time during the week doing <laughs> um I'll tell you this. There was a certain person that I know who's close with a donor, and they said that out at practice one time, it was one. It was was it the oh Cape Day? Remember, remember the Cape Day when they wore the gray uniforms? Yeah, that was for the Children's Hospital. And, and look, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, going against Children's Hospital here, but I remember there. He said they were wearing. I guess it was the gray. Are they, was it gray helmets or some? Uh, it was some type of helmet that was different than the gold. Anyways. Yeah, they were gray wearing, and, like, gold jerseys. Okay, so they're wearing these helmets. And so they're – obviously, the equipment – how it works is the uh, – sometimes they'll practice in just, like, the gold helmets. And then probably maybe, like, Wednesday or, like, Thursday when they're not doing as – Thursday when they're not doing as much hitting. It's more of a, getting into the walkthrough aspect. They'll put on those helmets to make sure, you know, one, guys have the right pressure in them. It feels good. Like, nothing's going on. So, anyways – <laughs> I had a conversation with someone that said they was like this is when we knew like this guy's a little off in yeah. this sense. He ran over during practice. Okay, so imagine 
imagine you take, I don't know if your kid plays soccer, and your, your kid just runs well, over during three. the middle of the game. I mean, look, she could be a star. She but I do have her playing middle school sports right now, so yes. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, little baby Gronk. I do enjoy that. Do you DM people for the interviews as well? Uh, that's good stuff. I do jersey reveals anyway. with her. Sorry, go ahead. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I've Anyways, hired an editor. Collins, Collins runs over to said donor and says, in so many words, look at these helmets. Like, have you seen these helmets? They're so cool. And is talking to like three or four people, and they're like, don't you need to like get back to practice? So I don't even remember who they played that. I don't even remember who they played that day. But it's just it's, it's just like one of so many things. I think we got drugged. I think it was Central Florida. Maybe we played. I don't know. Okay, so I'm looking at the 1990s jersey. So that navy with kind of the block college white outlined in gold. That's sick. I, I love that. Yeah, that was that was great. Like. Why does why do, like you saw my video like why do we have to try and outsmart everyone and end up outsmarting ourselves like why well it's it's an Adidas issue um, it's it's an Adidas problem which I think that if I was Georgia Tech I would try I don't know if they're going to be able to be in Nike school but. Um, I mean, Under Armour. I mean, what would that look like? You know, could they get? Could Under Armour just get them something basic? Uh, get them. You know, I look at. Go look at. Obviously, like Auburn's jerseys. Like imagine a reimagined Auburn's navy jersey, which has been yeah. a classic for so long, is tech. So just like literally take the orange off and put gold. Like I don't know if we've got anybody watching that's a graphic design person that could do that. Photoshop that. Um, I think yeah. that would look cool. Um, but it, I mean, I'm looking. Uh, Sean Jones in the uh, 91 Citrus Bowl. Uh, like those jerseys, beautiful jerseys. Um, and see, they tried to do that, but they went with these, and we're going back to the UNC ones, they went to these Navy ones with a gold number. Like why? And, the, and the, have you ever realized the font that Adidas gives them on the numbers? The numbers are like it's, skinny. They're little. It's like, it's what? It's like, I don't even know. Matter, I, I don't even matter of fact, hold on. I'll show, I'll show the people. I'll show you. I'll show you what they look. I'm trying to find it. I don't think he's going to let me share anything on my screen. But yeah, I'll let you share. I'll, I'll hold on a second. I'm, I'm I'll send it to you right now. No, you're good. See, this is the content people want. Well, well I haven't gotten pissed in a while. Oh, here it is. Right up on Yeah, okay. Yeah, I about dropped a bad cuss word. Anyway. You're cool. Cool, cool. This is the numbers we're talking about. Like... It just looks okay. So First of all, look at the, there's like a gradient on it too. Like we're in the army, like you'd have on your your desert uh, camo. Mm -hmm. I don't like that either. Just solid gold. I've got, I've got that same jersey, and uh, it just it just kills me. But I'm gonna tell you one thing too. The idea of a gold Georgia Tech jersey is amazing, but this mustard yellow that they've given. Yeah, we caught on the French fries, me and Papa Rick oh. talk. Um, oh, jeez. By the way, let me tell you a little story about this jersey. So, okay. I think it was the 2021 season I bought this. I, I went to the bookstore. It was an opening game, me and this, me and this thing right here. That was it, the debacle that was Northern Illinois, I believe. It was. It was okay. the Northern yeah. Illinois game. I saw this, and I was like, you know what? It's going to be different this year. This is our year. 
and it was a hundred and like twenty five dollars. I said it don't matter what it cost because we're we're about to run the ACC this year, and uh, now I look real dumb. I also have like a the national title game with the horn frog tech mesh and now i look dumb because i have a shirt that makes no sense for me to <laughs> to have so this is what i do with my money guys don't worry about it yeah that's what i spend my you, money on okay other than the gold helmet like the honeycomb classic i love it i'm for it here for it it's fine the white helmet the white helmet that they had um i guess it was 2021 like i didn't mind that no, I like GT. that because I like contrast with like simple, like bold colors, not this like gradient, but we, like, so if you have like a Navy uniform, have gold with like a white or black outline on the number. It's got to pop. It's got to pop. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you what else I hate, wearing jerseys with colors that aren't your traditional colors. I also don't like that. Like, I don't like the black jerseys. I know a lot of people like them. I know about the black watch defense. But it doesn't really look like a tech jersey to me. Well, I'll say this. When I watch that game, when they warm, I'm like, let's just say you're – if you're a tech fan, you understand it, right? Like, if you, especially if you're, like, an older tech fan, like, you understand it. You get the black watch defense, all that stuff. My dad, he grew up being a tech fan, so he got it. Like, he understood it. If you're a casual college football observer, this is the camp that I sit in, and so it kind of feeds into what you're talking about, um, you know, with the simplicity. If I change a channel, I should know within five to ten seconds who's playing. And when Georgia Tech wears the black watch jerseys, maybe the diehards will. Maybe the casual t- Tech fans will. But your casual college football observer is not going to – they're going to say, is that, that Purdue? That's Central is Florida, that, yeah. Is that Central Florida? Is that Vanderbilt? Like, who, who is that? It's going to throw them off. Um, now, like we mentioned earlier, the, the, the you know, the children's hospital jerseys, that's, that's a, that's a whole different animal, but like, I agree with you in that. Uh, I don't, and I wanted to ask you this too, because obviously you've been a tech fan. Hold on one second. These are the Go jerseys ahead. I'm talking about this right here, white, gold numbers, black outline, gold pants with a stripe. That's what, that's, that's my favorite Jersey. Simple looks good. It does look good. Anyways. Yeah. I had to go over to the live stream to see that because I didn't. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I assumed that you could just see it. That's fine. Um, my last question, so we can allow Slim Shady Canes to get. He already left. Here. Screw him. He's a Miami fan. Who cares what he thinks? They're going 150, 150 and 0 this year. They're preseason number 15 last year. T- telling me that I don't have any friggin' basis in reality. And then when I left the Georgia Tech game, you got me off on another one. I'm sorry. The, uh, there was a Miami fan in the elevator with me saying, oh, yeah, this is a nice high I'm just going to change which camera I'm using, so you just keep going. All right. There's a Miami fan in the elevator with me saying that, saying that, oh, this is a nice high school stadium. He's lucky I didn't physically assault him in the elevator. But um, I said, well, and I'm trying to be nice. Like, well, as long as you take care of Pitt at the end of the year, you'll be fine. Oh, I ain't worried about Pitt. I ain't worried about Pitt. Pitt's still scoring points on you, sir, right now. So, sorry, go ahead. It's, uh, I mean, Miami's a whole different animal. I, I actually do sit in the camp where I don't, I don't think Miami is going to be – I don't think they're going to win the ACC, obviously, but I do think they're going to be better. Like, they just have too much talent down there. To be as bad as they were. No, who knows? We'll see. Oh, I've put money on that, by the way. I don't ever bet, but I have a bet with that guy. $150. He said, Tech won't make a bowl. Miami will. I put 150 on it because there's okay. 
four outcomes and I win in three, and I'm all right with that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good odds. Um, my final question regarding the uniforms, and this is to the fan base as well. I've never been a fan of teams wearing white at home. And so it's just been something for me because I, I like having the dominant color. So it's there's a two-parter here. Do you like it? And people can comment as well. And two, if you don't, would you rather than wear a gold or a navy jersey at home? Now, it doesn't have to be the ones they currently have. You can come up with ideas. You would go back to the 1990s, which I think would be perfect, and that navy, and then obviously – so there, it's a two-parter. Do you like wearing white at home? And if not, which color would you go with as your traditional home jersey, navy or gold? That's a good question because a lot of teams don't wear white at home. So if if you're wearing a dark color on the road, it kind of look it can kind of look clashy with the yeah. other team's jersey. Wait, yeah. Rick, I just noticed why the sunglasses inside. Yeah, so I don't look like an idiot. Look, I got three screens, so if I, like you see, I look like I'm in REM sleep unless I have, yeah, or I'm on meth. Yeah. Who dare? Who dare? Yeah. Or or he's hearing voices. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the trees or something. You know, it's like okay. Catherine Hepburn, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I just that's that's um, it's just something I thought of. Like, I don't know, I don't I don't love wearing white jerseys. I love it. I but love it. It it's 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 teaches on me. It really is a personal thing. I, so, I for me it's yeah. gold though. For me it's Okay. It's, like if you could get gold. a good gold, a good gold. Yeah, don't don't like um I, I mean look at a hex pallor, color palette and make yes. some sense of it. It needs to be a lighter gold, not yellow. Not like a dark it's like that what we wore even under um Paul Johnson. I called them the French fry jerseys. They were like this Dark, you're right, mustard, yellow, and I, I mm-hmm. did not like it. Okay, so here's one. What about the um, – I know that I'm down here in this area now, but like the Saints gold. is How comparable is that? Um, Let me pull that up. That would be something interesting to look at. I don't think they actually have like a gold uniform, um, but – I think it, I, I just think they got to get it right. You got to get it right. Oh, uh, you're wrong. The they do have a gold uniform. Is it? A, I think it might have been one of the color rush ones. Now that you say that, let's see if I can get it. Uh, let me go to this screen. Go over this one right here. That's pretty comparable to me. It's it's a lighter gold than we've ever worn. I think, but I like it. Now we'll say this. Look at the helmet. The helmet and the jersey are different shades. Yeah, that that doesn't look good to me. I'd, but see, if you wore if you <clears throat> wore let let's take those. If you wore a gold with what do you want to do? White number outlined in navy, and you went white helmet, white pants, like oh, gold, yeah. like white white gold white. I think that's a really good combination. Not under the current uh, jerseys. I I've been wanting to buy a jersey. I can't get myself to buy one because I can't, one, I don't know when they're going to change again. Two, I just don't, I haven't fallen in love with one particularly yet. They're hard to find. I'm lo- I was looking for some of the vintage jerseys, and they're not easy to come by. 
Um, Anything Georgia Tech collectibles is not easy to come by. Now, I we'll mean, tell you, I was with Sea Dog, and we were contacted by someone. Or he was. I say we. I'm riding his coattail. But uh, mm-hmm. he was contacted with a certain jersey. I won't, I won't give it away. Um, that's about the only way I know of you're going to come across some of the – especially, like, sign uh, stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting, and then I think when you go back to like the Buzz logo, like like that was yellow, that's straight up yellow, you know. Yeah, we got a lot of different. We need to sort this out. We need like a staff member assigned to do, like. Can you unscrew this uh, for us? Mm. Well, I, you know what I think needs to happen, and I'm not saying it just because I'm wearing the shirt. Like the guy who designs these for Section 103, like he needs to do that because he has knocked the ball out on the gold, in my opinion. Like I love yeah. like that gold the gold um and I've got it in there, but the gold uh basketball shirt. Um can't remember which one it is for some reason. But anyways, it it's a good color. It's not like it's not like this, okay? It's not this, the master's flag. I've got the my media pass. Here, let's do this. I'm gonna pull this up and see if you can see it. This is the gold the school recognizes, okay? So right here. Yeah. Like like that's not that's metallic that's not, gold. That's metallic, yeah. That's not the same thing. I, I don't. Well, that's what they call it. Like, if you look, I'm sure you've looked at like the color hex values. Yes. They call it metallic, and I think there's a yellow that they use, and then there's. Um, I like how they list white, just f f f f f f f f f. Yeah, uh, like some. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Are y'all using off white? I, you know, I, I didn't know. Yeah, that's uh, frozen. Well, that's all I. Oh my bad. No, that's all good. I got. That's um, all you got. Well, man, I definitely uh, appreciate you uh, coming on. If you're ever uh, back in Atlanta, and I'm sure you will be, uh, speaking of Tiger Cat, she's an LSU fan, you'll probably be in Atlanta. This is what I would love. This is what I think should happen. Georgia loses to Tennessee. That's their last, I think, game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. No, aside from us. They lose to Tennessee. They lose to us. And then they lose in the SEC title game. They probably could still get in the SEC title game with that. And I would do a 48-hour live stream of straight trash talk, and it and it would be marvelous. And I know Sea Dog would too. Sea Dog hates Georgia even more than I do. I'm kind of moderate on my hate for Georgia because I grew up near there, but um, it, it is rough. I mean, being I mean a at this fan. point, everyone knows how I feel about Georgia. So you know, I mean, it's just you know, or they think they do at least. Um, uh, yeah, I like how they like they had like this uh, documentary almost that they were. It's like did uh, like posting pictures of you. Uh, a little creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. Shout out Patience Beach, who um, I was cold. Okay, so okay, my wife went to Georgia, so I was cold. It was like December, and I <laughs> threw on one of her pullovers, and I think my mom had posted on Facebook. Well, Patience, we're friends on Facebook and everything. And I got tagged in it, and 20 minutes later, it's in the Discord, and people are freaking out like, he can't ever talk about Georgia Tech because he he used to be a fan of Georgia. So are you going to, like, punish, like, 13-year-old Bryce for, yes. like, I guess so. So, you know. Well, it's weird. That, like, how did they find that? Um, That's like, what I'm saying. Was that? Well, I'll say this. And I, I know other people, too, on a uh, – on a message board that shall not be named um, <laughs> that uh, have a serious problem with it so far that they 
in order to discredit things that are not even like discreditable, like it's literally just an opinion or it's a fact, I'm sorry, it's literally, it's out there for everyone to know. He can't be reporting this because he went to the Georgia-Florida game and wore a Georgia polo. Wore a Georgia polo. They're like, gatekeeping is, you. It's gatekeeping. It's just, um, welcome oh. to Georgia Tech Media. Yeah. Yeah, I see GT bow hunters in here. Oh my God, it's Jason Statham. Here's the thing: Facebook won't allow me to name myself Rec Talk. It's like you're trying to disguise your identity. Um, well, I I remember one of the first shows we all did together. You said you were never going to give out your name, so I was actually surprised that you were willing to do this. Yeah, my name's definitely Jason Statham. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I definitely put my actual birth. And that's what's hilarious about it. I can just lie, make up some some name. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm obscuring my identity, which they don't uh, like. And then I got um, rejected from one of the groups, um, the Georgia Tech groups, because that's the only reason. I wanted to comment on the Georgia Tech groups. And uh, There's one guy in there that posts his opinions. I mean, he goes like long form, and I can't remember his name. It is hysterical. Like he, I think he thinks that everyone else in the group, which they might, like doesn't consume any college football content after January 1st until like the week of Georgia Tech opening the season. So he will literally, to me, it's just copying, pasting like different headlines and the stories. And I'm talking about like he comes close to exceeding the character limit. He has to because, I mean, it is just long form articles he's writing and just copying, pasting like his thoughts. And I think he does like two times a month. So, I mean, think about that. There are certain people that the only source of information they're getting on the outside world is through this guy's lens. Kind of dangerous. Kind of dangerous if you ask me. Well, he thinks that. I also like – because there's kind of two – there's a division in tech fans that you've correctly stated. There's, like, the people on YouTube, and then there's the people on Facebook. And there's not much crossover in these – like, you're kind of – it's like Republican Democrat almost. I know that's a bad example, but you're kind of like in one camp or the other for whatever reason. And people will just post in the Facebook group like Sports Illustrated articles or from the Rumble Seat articles with no, none, no commentary. Like you can't just yeah. find that. Like I'm not already searching that uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, like I'll share the shows we do, the episodes, like some of the interviews because I figure maybe someone wants to watch this. And people are grateful for it. Um, you know, there's just, there's just different circles that people run in, in the tech fan base. And it is, um, I mean, people think I hate it, but the Twitter group, I, I do, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being in that Twitter group. Uh, it was a ton of fun. I got banned. Uh, obviously people, obviously people are not going to get along. Um, obviously some people get overly emotional about things that don't necessarily, you know, matter in the long run. Uh, but it was fun time. But then, you know, you get to that. And then one thing, and I can't remember their names. They had me on their show. But it was a group of guys. Yes. And I enjoyed those guys. Like, I. They disappeared. They were. Yeah. I think, well, also, they were way smarter than any of us. They actually had, like, stupid good jobs. Like, one guy was, like, an intern, like, somewhere. I think he was, like, intern with the Colorado Avalanche doing something. Uh, Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He was really. really, Like how Bryce assumes that I don't. Have a great job, but that's cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's way better than me or you. I don't know I what you half- do, but <laughs> you suck. I got halfway a- through that, and I was like, you know what? I think I just dissed that man live on his show. No, that's awesome. I love that. 
I love but, that. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, like, I am glad that more people are doing stuff because for so long it was just me and then Sea Dog and people would send me stuff and then obviously you started your channel, the institutional takes which I guess they'll like. I guess they'll pick it up during the season, which is cool, um, and yep. that's completely fine. But uh, you know, I think that it's just interesting to see the circles because like some people on Facebook, like they don't. Also, some of the articles are like back. Like they'll have an article they're posting in there. Let's say today that's from like three weeks ago, and it's yeah. just like. Do you do any independent research on your own? I don't know. Some or just have, don't. like, what is your take on that? Or something, like, add something to it. The yeah, other thing like, is, like, there's people in there of the mentality, like, well, you should be able to just run the same play over and over. I mean, as long as you're blocking right, you should score every time. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this mentality. And it's like, man, college football – is infinitely different than it was even five years ago. In fact, I don't know if you saw, I forget, uh, Josh Pate might have talked about it too. There was a guy that did a study. It was almost Saber Matrix, like from, mm -hmm. from baseball, and, and I love statistics. Um, yeah. Basically, the point of it was to compete for a national title, to even be in the running. You, you, the number of four-star recruits or better has to be 50% of your roster plus 1%. If you're not in that category, then you're not – I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. Like, TCU got there, but then they got, you know, I can't think of anything other than horrible um, things to compare it to. But uh, they got yeah. beat badly. I mean, you're just – it's going to be bad. And, look, that our recruiting has to improve. And I think being 30 right now, I'm, I'm sure you heard me earlier in, this, in, the, in the video, like, I think that's – better than I expected for where we are right now from what we've come from. And my thing is, like, what do you expect? Like, this is a team that, as a fan base, you're really excited, but you have to also think about what people think about. What's the perspective that you're giving off to people who don't know anything about you? Because that's what recruiting is, right? Like, yeah. you're, you have, it's, you're not recruiting. I think fans think sometimes, well, why wouldn't this – there's – okay. And there's – the guy's name is Paul Lee. Like, it's – um. You know, it's one of those things. And someone just said I was really quiet, so I'm coming back up to the microphone. I'm sorry about that. Um, let me make sure that my mic didn't just completely. I just go down. I just cranked you on on stream. Okay, right. is that that's way better? That should be way better. It Perfect. is. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I had my mic volume down for some reason. So, anyways, like the guy's name's Paulie on Facebook that just freaks out and posts like, you know, his doctorate on there. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious, but. I think that fans, like, there's certain fans on social media, a kid gets an offer, and it's the same copy and paste. I don't know if you've seen this. Under each kid that gets offered from Georgia Tech, number one place to go to school in the world. No better, greater, no, no greater education. No better atmosphere with opportunities than in downtown Atlanta. And look, all of those things are true. But you're recruiting a kid like he's been a lifelong fan. And these kids don't really – like, okay, I had a conversation with a highly rated receiver three or four weeks ago that had been to Georgia Tech. He plays in Alabama. Um, and he just said, he said, you know, what do you think? Because you covered them for four years. I said, look, I mean, I think it's a program that's going to take one or two – it's going to need one or two kids like yourself to commit there that opens the floodgates. And he said, yeah. He said, but the thing is, man, nobody knows, like, what they're about. 
and see fans. That's the that was the whole premise of my show, trying to explain to people all last year was the people who were like, "Well, George, take this." Folks, 1990, just like the jokes that you made to Georgia fans, mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. Like, kids nowadays have not really grown up in an era where Georgia Tech has been at the top of college football. Yes, you had the Orange Bowl year, but let's think about it's 2023. If a kid's 18 years old, that means he was born in 2005, okay? That means the Orange Bowl year was what year? Please correct me. 2014, so there were nine. Four, so there were nine. How many things do you remember that you were nine years old? Like, I don't, I just. Not many. That's the, that's the logistical things. I don't think people understand when it well, comes to recruiting. Who won the ACC, you know, you know, in just some random year when you were nine? Who won the ACC? I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't know. And so, like, one, fans quick to anger about when people like myself or you say, hey, look, let's pump the brakes. Like, the, we Georgia Tech has to show something. And so, you know, you mentioned the top 30. I think it's a great spot to be in. I think that, like the Kylan Fox kid, I don't think they're getting Kylan Fox. It would be awesome for them to get him. I don't think it's happening. Um, But I'm telling you, and I'm serious, and we talked about it in the interviews I've done with a couple of the commits. If they win this year, and I don't mean win 10 games. Now, they win 10 games. That's this fan base is going to literally explode. Uh, Brent Key will be they, coach of the year if we win 10 games next oh year. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, it'll be literally be, – they'll be comeback team of the year. I, mean, I don't know if there's an award for, like, the best turnaround, but they would definitely win it. Um, but if they just – if I'm telling you, if they go 7-5 and five and they win a bowl game to get them 8-5, and five, of course you're going to say, man, I wish we could have done this. Folks, that is huge for recruiting. Like, that is – massive because now you've shown these kids that have liked the idea of tech, the relationships with the coaches are good, but they're just always wondering, can we win there? Okay. And then the first time they develop a big prospect to go to the NFL, that's going to be the next thing that just unhinges everything. And to me, that's the two things they got to do um, to kind of just take the next step and to well, get to that spot. And I think another thing that would really help is having a landmark win with those oh, seven. Yeah. If you could go on the road and beat old Miss – or go on the road and beat Clemson, or God forbid, shock Georgia at home. If you could do one of those things, I re- that would create a lot of buzz too. Because then you've shown you can win with far less talent, and, and like mm-hmm. th- there's some co- like there's some development that can be had there. Like, man, how did they get that done? With, with what yeah, they yeah. And I see the comment GT Bow Hunter ninety over there, which I'm pretty sure is uh, Jake Mashburn on uh, as well. Uh, he. You know, he brings up the question of Ja, and I think that the two reasons why kids will not look at Jameer Gibbs and say, wow, look what Tech did for him. Um, well, the kid is an unreal talent by himself. And then the second part is, for me, is the fact that Tashar Choice isn't here. So he, nobody on this staff directly had an impact on him like Choice did in, in molding him into a great running back and – Obviously, a top fifteen pick. So that's that's that. And now I'm just seeing this Tiger Cat, who I guess is literally an LSU fan. Yes, and and a Georgia Tech fan. Uh, she likes Georgia Tech. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Welcome, welcome on. Awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. But by, by the way, so he brings up Jameer Gibbs. What was Jameer Gibbs? What? How many rushing yards did he get in 2021? If you had to guess at Georgia Tech. Oh, is it under a thousand? It's well, yeah, it is. It's, I know it is. It's well under a thousand. Four sixty-seven. 
No, he got well. He got four sixty in twenty twenty, and then seven forty six. What I'm saying is, like, he didn't have eye popping stats at Tech that would make you think, man, they really got the most out of him. In fact, Tech's mo at that time was, look at what we did with Jeff Sims, you know, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Mason, Jordan Mason, like. And and we'll see, like, I don't know what your feel for Sims is. I think he's going to end up being pretty good at Nebraska, though. Dude, I think he's going to be really good. And like, and that's I, like, another weird thing with Tech fans is, like, they, for some reason, hate – like, Jeff Sims was the reason that Tech was bad or something. Dude, that kid – you say – look, it's unclear. There's been so many stories about what happened towards the end of his ten, of his time at Tech. But say what you want about that kid – he brought genuine excitement. And, and the people who were on social media and who were just downright nasty to his family, to him on social media after everything, these are the same people who were posting this, the picture of him handing the ball off to Jameer Gibbs that everyone had, Tech fan had as their background on their phone after the 2020 season. Um, th- this kid's legit. I mean, I, I, I really like him. Um, I think he's a stand-up kid. I think he's going to do well, and the fact of the matter is, and we can talk agnosium about anything that you want to, but it's the offensive line's fault. It's the offensive line's fault to me. That's why he never had success. Yeah. It created a beast in him of one having to feel like he played hero ball, which is to a certain extent his fault. You can't play like that, but then you could argue what else is he supposed to do. Um, well, how about yeah. practice? How about development? How about Dave Patnode? Oh, jeez. I mean, that's yeah. what he had to work with. And I see, like, and I and I love you, BC Georgia Tech Jackets, but, like, this is the sentiment that a lot of people have is, like, well, he was a quitter. Let me tell you a little something. The reason why I started this channel is because I had premonition that the company I worked for was probably heading for bankruptcy before a lot of other people did. And so I had a lot of free time on my hands. I was getting paid to not do a whole lot. Um which the equivalent for that in college football is major staff, head coaching getting fired and, and a staff getting wiped. To me, that's the equivalent mm-hmm. of bankruptcy. Was I a quitter for leaving but before I knew that you know this thing was going to completely go under? I guess you're so. You're pursuing your best interest. You're, pursu- I, you're keeping your best interests. And Jameer Gibbs, is Jameer Gibbs a quitter? Is he better no. off for going to Alabama? Yes. He 100%. If I was Jameer Gibbs... Dad, I would have told him to do the same thing. And yeah. look, I think with Sims, I think he was just over it by the time we got to that point. He was nursing an injury, and it's like, well, I'm probably going to transfer anyways. This is this is all going to tank. And I don't want to hurt my prospects in the portal by getting murdered in some games that are probably meaningless this season from his perspective. And I don't blame, like, I don't blame kids for that at all. No, no, you, you, especially with allowing what you allow now in the portal, you can't, like, I'm not going to tell a fan they can't get mad of it. I just don't agree with it. Because as a fan person, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't care. But I'm just saying that's, I don't agree with the sentiment of like what you just said. I mean, you explained it perfectly in the business sense. Uh, you did what was in the best interest of you. Jameer Gibbs is not going number 12 to the Lions if he stayed at Georgia Tech this past year. Like no. he's not he because he and this is this is what I've said I've said it on you can say it all college football. You can't fault a kid for playing on a just a for a bad program. That's just what George Tech was under Jeff Collins. It was a bad program. You can't fault him for trying to better himself. He because one Gibbs earned the opportunity to go to Alabama. 
He, he did. Because, like you said, the numbers weren't eye-popping, but everyone knew that this kid was something special. Yes. Us in the Georgia Tech media, the fan base, you said, if this kid could have an ounce of blocking, or if you took Gibbs out and put him on Alabama, on Ohio State, I, know that I think those were his top two schools entering the portal, this kid is going to he, – he's a potential Heisman candidate. Now, Bill O'Brien, whatever, all this kind of stuff, people argued all season about that, whatever. But the reason he's the number 12 pick is because he played more high-profile games against better competition and put up better film. And that, that's just a fact of the matter. It, it wasn't going to happen yeah. at Georgia Tech. But when he went and played Auburn, when he went and played Ole Miss and Texas – and you They know, don't win Texas without him. They do not beat Texas no, without Jameer no. Gibbs. Not in the least – no, not no, not at all. Not, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah, and and, and guys, like it's self-defeating, in my opinion, to be that way. So, like, a kid has a bad experience, and then you just, like, MF them out the door. Like, well, no one wants to come be a part of that. Like, hey, you know, I mean, the fan base is just going to dump on you. Like, I, I, look, you got to do what's best for you. And I'll say that to anyone watching. Like, if you have an opportunity to go make more money, you should do that. Yeah. You should do that. Um, but – like I'll say this about you know, and I saw the comment just right there and, and you tell me do you need to end this stream? No, I I'm good. Keep going. Okay, okay. Uh, I saw you know uh, BC Georgia Tech jackets, which I think first time ever interacting with them. So uh, awesome, absolutely love it. Uh, I feel like the passion is losing out on college football over NIL. Um, you know, in, in some cases, but I, I don't think we can make a general statement about every single kid because some of these kids really do play because they love the game. Um, you you know you wouldn't be able to fill out a roster, guys, if you just had guys that wanted to play for straight money. Uh, because you got to have the, you know the guys that are maybe not surefire draft picks, you know, the guys that are just good football college football players that you know may not have a future. Uh, that maybe they got a future in in whatever career career field they choose. Uh, so I think that yes, you're going to have guys that strictly do the money. Like the kid that was supposed to go to Florida, uh, Rashada, in Arizona <laughs> State. Like that, like that's crazy. That's nuts. But then I think you have guys that are really playing for love of the game. Like I think if you took David Curry and you put him in like now this Georgia Tech team, no one's going to say David Curry's doing it for the NIL money because why the heck would you stay at Georgia Tech? Yeah. Why, like, like, I mean, if you're doing the NIL money thing, like why are you staying there? Like um, a lot of these kids, I mean – I. Zach Pyron, a fantastic. I think the kid loves football. I think he yeah. absolutely loves football. So, yeah. well, and it's like anyone else. Like I always take it back to the job thing. Like all these people are saying, "Oh, these kids are just doing this for the money." Now, if you got a, a six figure bonus to go work somewhere else, even if you like where you're working, you're telling me you're not taking it. A hundred percent, you are. A hundred percent, you are. Well, it's a bunch of people who have who have never been um, – and I'm not talking about anybody in the chat, but I'm talking about people who just get really, really violent and put out ignorant comments. Um, it's a bunch of people who have never really had that opportunity, and so they just get mad at other people for having opportunities to advance. Like, that's also my, my opinion, and do yeah. better for themselves. So, also, Tiger Cat said, Bryce, now that you write for LSU, you feeling that purple and gold fever? Uh, that's a whole other gold shade of gold that I'm not even sure what it is. Um, but I'll tell you this. I was in Tiger Stadium on Friday night, folks. A hundred thousand plus seats in that building. Like the ultimate goal is for Georgia Tech to come play there. Like and and we'll we'll all convene down here on the bayou and, and it would be unbelievable. We'll eat some crawdads. Um, yeah, it's gonna be uh anyways. 
I was like, this is, I was standing in the stadium. I was like, this is double the size of Bobby Dodd. Mm-hmm. Bobby Dodd's 55. So you, want, so, so you want to know what it takes to compete? Buddy, the facilities, it's just crazy. It's nuts. And that's not dogging on Georgia Tech. There's a hundred other programs that wish they were where LSU is in, in the facilities race. There's a handful 100%. of programs that are there. Um, it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy, man. Well, just to get a feel for where we are, like as a ratio, how many times better is like an LSU's facility than a Georgia Tech? Like is it five times better in your opinion than, than for the facilities of Georgia okay. Tech? So I've walked I walked through both. Um practice facility wise, uh I, I really do like Georgia Tech's practice facility. I don't know if you've ever been in there. Uh, I know a lot of mm-hmm. fans have been for like the fan day. I really encourage people to go to that. It was a ton of fun. They did it inside the facility last year, and I walked around and um, just took in the scenes. I, I would say it's about even. Like, there's only so many things you can do with an indoor practice facility. Right. Both of both LSU's and Georgia Tech's look like a big warehouse. Uh, that, that's really just kind of what it looks like uh, with a, with a turf football field. The difference I will say in the two is and it comes in play in recruiting is the locker room um i don't know if you guys have ever watched destroying uh on youtube he's a guy that used to play college football uh before nil he was a punter i think at ucf anyways he started making money on youtube the ncaa said no you can't do that so he quit football and took up youtube and so now (laughs) colleges will invite him to like go on visits and he showcases what they have it's awesome Anyways, I encourage you to go look it up because he does win at LSU. Each player's locker in the second locker room, which is back at the facility, not at the stadium, has its own bed. (laughs) So it's just crazy and stuff like that. So in matters of where they are, um, maybe three times. I think that's fair because I don't want to go as far as say that Georgia Tech's like archaic. They redid the locker rooms in the past seven, eight years. Yeah. so, you know, I think that – I don't think it's archaic, but I'd say two to three times, you know, what what it is. But you're also talking about, folks, a, a program that is just – it's just it's just different in the sense of money they're spending and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think they're yeah. not really comparable in that sense. That's another good point of something I don't know that you've looked at, you know. And I, and I actually talked to a guy named uh, – his last name's Altamore. He's like a financial guru that looked through uh, the Georgia Tech financials. And he actually was a part of that from the Rumble Seat article. I think he might have even been a co-author. But when I looked at $300 million in the hole, and, and I'm like, but we're spending way less than anyone else. Like, that implies a sig- serious revenue problem. I mean, that's the only way I can see that happening. Um but it seems like we're sitting on um, the 175 million we raised. Do you have any insight into the financial situation, or is it as bad as it looks to me? Is it getting better? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned um, Altmeyer. That, that's correct. Yeah. That's how you say his last name. I think so. Uh, you mentioned him. Yeah. No. I mean, he. I. I, I remember reading the article um, and then I caught some tidbits of your show about it, obviously. It's it's not good. Mm. Like, it's not a situation where, which I'll say this, very few athletic departments operate 
you know, in the plus, you know, very, very few do. I mean, that's just, you, okay. they don't do that. Uh, so it's, it's not like you're, it's not like Georgia Tech's like 127th, you know, and then, and, and out of 128 FPS programs. Uh, they're but at I the bottom of the ACC though. They're <laughs> the bottom of the ACC, which is concerning. Um, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but I just thought of something else that goes along with this, but Go ahead. it, uh, it does, it does concern me in the sense of like, where's the money going because I don't know if you, I mean I think everyone saw the graphic of the recruiting budget and like what like Georgia Tech's like fourth in the ACC okay so here's my thing I can tell you for a fact that certain players that are on the roster that were very much picked up uh, the phone was picked up and not on their part but by others programs power five programs SEC programs to leave that the NIL dollar is nowhere near it where it needs needs to be, and I was given at Tech, and so if the recruiting, where's this money being spent in recruiting? Because recruiting is now recruiting your own roster to stay, and recruiting high school and JUCO and transfer kids as well. And so, the best way to describe it was a player in particular who was offered in the range, and this is the analogy I was given. Let's say the you know a vice president at a big tech company salary to go to another school. And I said, okay, what is the analogy you give me that it happens to attack? No figures were given in this. And they said, think a uh, manager, like a high level manager, like a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we're talking orders of magnitude different then. And so it's just when you, and that feeds into, and I'm not trying to get, go all the way around, but it feeds into what you're talking about, this deficit. So I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, if you're talking about this is how much we're in debt, and then, but we're also fourth in spending in the ACC, like, where's that money going? And so yeah. I think they are having to pay off a lot of the debt. Um, I'm not as familiar because it was before me covering them, the upgrades done to Bobby Dodd that put them behind the eight ball a lot. Some of it's from um, 95 we're still paying off. Okay. Which has to okay. be the north end zone being built up. We're still paying on that. 14% of the, and this is the killer to me, just from financial knowledge, 14% of our athletic budget is paying off interest, which has to be one of the worst in college football, if I had to guess. I mean, that's pretty significant. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say so. And so I hate that um, – and Tiger Cat, yes, you definitely can. Uh, just reach out to Rec Talk and he can connect us for sure. Um, but I just think that – with where tech is and wants to go, I, I don't even know where you begin. Like if those if those figures are real, like what do you do? You know, like what? Like where do? You, it's like one of those things. And this is a real thing. Like when people are really bad in debt, like you look around and say, what? I don't even know where to start. Like I don't even know. No. Like what's? Where do you even start? Like you got to start somewhere. But. It's it's nuts, man. But it's not it, it's not even a straight analogy because like generally, what would people in bad debt do? You'd really pull back spending to the bare minimum. Well, you can't do and that. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You have to spend money to make money, like I, especially in this. And so, what do you do? Um, I just don't know. I mean, that's why there's such a pressure to win for Brent Key because it's like if you don't win here. I don't want to be doomsday. I just don't know where you go from there. Like, I 
that's a whole other conversation. But like you have, so because because it would equate this, like many people say, well, I'm not going to go to the game unless you win. Now I don't sit in the camp of that. If you're a fan of a team, you go no matter they win or lose. That's just kind of what it is. So you, yeah. That's what diehard fans do. So, you, but if Georgia Tech wins, they're going to be packing it out. I saw a comment; it'll be much like it was FSU Georgia Tech 2015. That was that was my first Georgia Tech game, by the way. You were there, my first ever Georgia Tech game, dude. My that that was unbelievable. Like I. I wasn't a Georgia Tech fan. I didn't, hadn't really covered them anything yet, done anything. I was a freshman in, in college, and unbelievable. So I was there. So I've seen what it can be, and that's why, like, if you win, you can you can pack the stadium out. So what are you doing? You're buying your more season tickets, more concessions, all these different things. So you can make a dent in it. But if you don't win, like if, oh, it's a conversation that people don't want to have, and I get it. And I'm not trying to just do it for clicks and views, but like I think the question has to be asked way before you get into this. If this doesn't work out with Brent Key, where do you go? Like, well, yeah, I don't know what you do. I mean, I'm sure you've heard me in the tones of my videos. Like, there is no tomorrow. Like, we've got to make it work now, this season. Yeah. We can't lay an egg this season. We can't win no. three or four games this season. We gotta at least make a bowl this season, and this is where something else I said: Jay Bat's not really gonna make his money and prove his worth in these two hires. He's gonna prove his worth with this these budgets and bringing in donors, because that's the only other way you're gonna get this working in the right direction. You've got to bring in, and I'm not just talking like people like like me that might donate a few thousand dollars. I'm I'm talking about significant donors are gonna probably have to be brought in to turn the tide of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, uh, people talk about closing the gap on the Alabamas, the Georgias. Look, folks, I, I don't think there is that because I truly don't. I I truly don't believe that the ceiling of a Georgia Tech, unless something drastically changes from a president of the school, like. Unless of the dress changes in the hierarchy of how everything's working, they will never be that. Like, I, that's just what I believe. Like, there has to be some fundamental changes for that to happen for them to get on that level uh, on a consistent basis. Maybe. Well, that, well, that's true. I mean, just think what teams that aren't named Clemson, uh, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State are closing the gap on those teams in, in some significant way. I mean, you're kind of in that camp or you're not right now. Yeah, and I think I, – I will say this. I think there are programs that have the capability but are not acting on it and not building to it, like a Texas. Like Texas has the money to do that for sure. Oklahoma. To be in that category. Florida. Oklahoma, USC, um, <laughs> some shady canes. Like you can't deny Miami's got the money. We know that, what they've done with the NIL. Like they've got the backing down there. If they wanted to really get after it, if they win, it could be scary. Uh, but like you said, that's 10 – to 15 maybe and you're getting scarce of the programs that could realistically be there so tech's got to find out what works for them um so yeah and there's a big asterisk like black like pandora's box with this and we've already talked about it's nil because no one really knows who's getting what it's not public knowledge how all that's even working so yeah we can and, and when i said that we're number three in recruiting i was like but this doesn't say anything about NIL. So mm -hmm. it might be that we're third in recruiting budget, but dead last in our, in our in, like that wouldn't surprise me if we're dead last in NIL offering. And, and recruiting budget can mean anything from the decorations you're spending to welcome official visitors to 
you know, renting or, or and spending on restaurants where kids are going to eat and stuff like that. Like it doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, the NIL thing. So, you know, it's it's all going to be interesting. We can all sit here and talk about you know the backgrounds of it and all these different things. But and and listen, some people are just going to want to hear what they want to hear. When we bring this stuff up, they're going to want to say, "Well, you just don't want them to succeed." No, it's also being realistic. Like, I mean, because you have to open your eyes to where college football is going. And, you know, I don't think anyone would say you're a conspiracy theorist when you think that, listen, the SEC and the Big Ten, are they're, uh, it's an arms race. Like, they are they're getting ready, in my opinion. Well, so. that's a whole other thing. And every content creator has done a million videos on uh, conference realignment. Uh, in fact, that's my most <laughs> popular video. I put no effort or thought. And wasn't even factually correct in what I said in my conference realignment video. But that's another thing why this is so important. If if the ACC were to dissolve and Georgia Tech was not in make their way to the Big Ten, they're not going to be in the SEC. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, that, to me, would kind of be the end of Tech being really competitive or, or ha- even having the ability to be really competitive. Yeah. Yeah, that would signal the end. Um, you know, so I think the best. I think the best thing that Jay Bat can do, if we're saying, over the next ten years, the next decade of Georgia Tech football, you've got to find yourself stability at the head coaching position. So if it's Brinkey, that's fantastic. Um, that's great. I don't really. It doesn't matter to me who it is. Uh, if it's Brinkey, that's great. You've got to position yourself to me with consecutive bowl game appearances and wins. Like I think you have to bump your average win total to around at least seven and a half to get considered. Mm-hmm. Because look, there's some bad programs in the Big Ten. Rutgers, like you gotta be you gotta be just as good as like Rutgers and Northwestern consistently. Yeah. Um and you know, Georgia Tech has not been that. Um I think Northwestern's really bad two years ago, but sometimes under Pat Fitzgerald they've been solid. So you've got to be able to find yourself consistently in that seven and a half win over under mark right there. And man, if you can get to Charlotte one time in the next ten years, maybe two times, yeah, that you, you start to become a more attractive option because people keep talking about the market. Okay, yeah, the market of Atlanta is going to play. Like the Big Ten would love to expand the Big Ten network down south. Atlanta is a huge market for that. Like it would make a lot of sense. But what they're not going to do is these people do uh, market valuations in the media business. Okay, so we got to ask ourselves: What did we mentioned earlier, it's so hard to find Georgia Tech gear. Yeah. When you are the school in that city and we can't find your gear, it's hard to find you on TV. It's hard to find anything else. So can you really claim Atlanta? And I'm not saying Georgia State gets to claim Atlanta, but I'm just saying that's why pe- – folks, that's why Georgia fans run you over when they say Atlanta school. That's why 680 the fan, 92.9 the game, talks more about Georgia than they do Georgia Tech. So mm-hmm. you got to start to change those things one step at a time, uh, and that would, be, that would be a roadmap to the Big Ten uh, if I'm Georgia Tech. Well, and that kind of brings full circle back to the debt problem. What that also tells me is we're not selling a lot of merchandise and not a lot of people are wanting to watch us on TV um, because that would that would bring in more money. But I tell you what, let's, let's pivot and, and end on this because I think this is a great question. I definitely have a strong opinion on it. He said, what do you think about the new college football games? Coming out next summer, I believe, and, and I'll tell you what I think. And this is going to be sad if it happens this way. I wouldn't get super hyped about it. It would not surprise me if franchise mode is disappointing and there's a major focus on Madden Ultimate Team college equivalent. 
if that happens, people are going to fall back to college football revamped, and I think EA will legally go after the creators are revamped if people fall back on it to force people to buy the new game. Uh, but I hope I hope it's great, and it'll be better than nothing. But what, what do you think, Bryce? I play revamped religiously. I have loved what that group has done with the game, revitalized it ever since, I guess, the 2020 COVID year when everyone was playing video games and kind of falling back in love with stuff like that. Um, so I sit in the camp of where I hate Madden's arcade style of play. Uh, it doesn't make sense. I'm a, I understand that video games are not made to be realistic, but I also would like something that would just feel normal. And yeah. I can go play Madden 22 or Madden 23, and then I can go over to NCAA Revamped, and Revamped feels more natural. And when you're yeah. talking about a game that's almost 10 years old feeling more natural, uh, that's a problem. And so uh, to mention that, I'm going to be interested to see if we even get that far because this thing where these kids are upset about the $500, to me, the value of that game, look, you have NI opportunities everywhere. 500 bucks and getting to be in a video game is pretty freaking cool. Like, yeah. like that should just be enough. And I think that's starting to push the envelope of where we're going with this stuff. Um, but I do agree with you. It's going to have a major focus because every major sports game, and I don't know how many video, how much video games you play. A lot. Um, Okay, so so I'm I'm I play you know the Call of Duties and and all that kind of stuff and played Fortnite when it was obviously really big and stuff like that, but I play Madden, I play 2K, FIFA, MLB the Show, like all this stuff, and what's the biggest thing? Their Diamond Dynasty, their My Team, what you mentioned, the Madden Ultimate Team, they're going to do that because what they're going to do is they're going to buy the rights of a Tim Tebow, a Colt McCoy, Mark Ingram, all this different kind of stuff to put them back into the game, and create that. And look, it'll be fun. But for I'm guessing you and I are the similar for the for the folks like me who just want to get on there and run a dynasty, yeah, and just see how many national championships we win and the and the art of recruiting and the transfer portal. I, I agree with you. I, I it, that's going to hurt. And but the biggest thing for me is like it's going to be unplayable if it's the Madden. Madden. Well, it's animation stuff. based, so you just get caught in an animation. It, it's kind of preset, so it that's where it doesn't really make sense. Plus, it's buggy um, as hell. And look. It will, it will for a fact be heavily microtransaction based. Year over year, EA between FIFA Ultimate Team and Madden Ultimate Team makes two billion dollars just on those. That dwarfs who, that, in my opinion, they should just give the game away for free if that's their model and just make it a, a, a freemium game. But I mean, there is so much yeah. money, and it's not just EA. I mean, even one of the Diablo games, like to max out your guy to guarantee it, it was like six figures you'd have to spend in the and and that's where yeah. i don't even blame them a hundred percent that's our fault that's dummies that buy this stuff we've 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 bought into it i mean <laughs> they, it's the uh, if people weren't buying it i mean they they wouldn't do it but um i mean i'm gonna buy it and play it i just hope <laughs> i hope at least there's some love given to franchise and it probably will be good because uh or it will satiate me because there's they said there's going to be a portal aspect to it um and my thing is, like, I like to start yeah. as an OC of, like, uh, Buffalo or something and then yeah, work yeah. my way up. Like, that's that's the, the the stuff. I just hope if we fall back on revamp, they don't go full Nintendo and start, uh, you know, sending de uh, cease and desist letters over it. But it wouldn't surprise me. True, true. Well, awesome. Well, Bryce, I appreciate you coming on, man. This was uh, a fantastic stream. Uh, you're the man. 
Awesome. Anytime, man. I really appreciate it and, and enjoy the conversation um, as always. And, and that message to all the people watching, I uh, absolutely love it. And I forgot who it was. Tiger Cat. Um, yeah, definitely hit up uh, Rec Talk and just shoot over uh, information and, and we'll get exchanged. Love to talk some LSU and anything in between. But hey, appreciate it as always. I enjoy coming on here. I appreciate it, man. That's uh, Bryce Kuhn, everyone. Uh, tech or Mystic, I see you in there. It's late, man. Uh, <laughs> I do have to work tomorrow. Whenever Bryce comes on, you know, obviously um, he's in the know. We're going to have him on. I think that was a, a fantastic um that was a fantastic show. We have Benjamin London on. Uh, we have Bryce Coon on. Uh, I mean, for anyone that wants to know what's going on with, with Georgia Tech College football, uh, this will be this will be the show to watch right now. And, and obviously, Bryce, go. Uh, he's gonna. You know, he's got interviews coming out daily. If you're not subscribed to Bryce, uh, definitely go subscribe to the Crowded Booth. I'm I'm pretty sure that everyone in here is uh, subscribed to Bryce. But let me drop his link. Uh, in the chat, uh, in case you're living under uh, a bridge somewhere and you don't, you're not subscribed to Bryce. Give him a one second, one second. Boom! There you go. Go subscribe uh, to Bryce, uh, guys. Y'all have a fantastic night, and if no one's told you today, Rec Talk love.